Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. Have you lost weight only to gain it right back after returning to your routine? Did your diet work for someone else but not you? Rockin' That ID Life helps you understand your genetic makeup to find a lifestyle that fits your needs. Together, you and RockinThatIDLife.com can focus on your health and meet your goals today. That's RockinThatIDLife.com. Center Ice Brewery is a proud sponsor of Let's Go Blues Radio. If you haven't heard, Center Ice Brewery beer is now exclusively available at beer stores around town. So make sure you pick some up on your next milk and eggs run. That's Center Ice Brewery. Please drink responsibly. Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Let's have a Donnybrook. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Are we like Oglethorpe? Are we suspended? I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, Selfish hockey. hockey. That's right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't Need it! No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Hey, Blues fans. I like to consider myself a friend of the show. This is TSN analyst and former Blues netminder Jamie McLennan. And here's Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio. Welcome to Season 10, Episode 30 of Let's Go Blues Radio, where the often imitated, never duplicated, we melt in your mouth, not in your hands, we're the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Special thanks to rockin'thatidlife.com and centerizedbrewery.com for probably sponsoring the show. Please check them out. It's Tuesday, April 5th. We're broadcasting live on YouTube and Facebook. This is uh, franchise episode number 348 all the time. If you interact with the show... We're on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Just do a search for us. You will find us. Uh, I'm Kurt Price. My co-host for tonight's big show are Bill Day and Jeff Ponder. Uh, tonight we will, dis- we will be discussing the uh, successful three-game Blues road trip, uh, followed up by a nice win versus Arizona. Uh, some feel our goaltending situation is a problem. Is it? And uh, we'll talk about uh, the playoff situation uh, and who we would like to face in the playoffs. All that and more on Let's Go Blues Radio this week. Guys, welcome to the show. How are you on this fine Tuesday evening? I have to take some umbrage with what you said. Oh, what? I uh, melt in your mouth as well as your hand. <laughs> okay. All right. I don't know about you, jokers. I'm not even sure what that means, but I, I appreciate it. Yeah. I, hey. Plus, I appreciate you. Five to two, Minnesota, uh, five to two Nashville now over Minnesota with 350 yeah. left in the third and... I guess That's def- what we're all rooting for here, right? I, rooting for the Preds here. Yeah, depending on who you are, I guess as a Blues fan, uh, th- th- that's a good thing. Some yeah. not so much. You want, which we'll talk about. You later. want the Preds to beat up on the Wild? I think they play them one or two more times this season too. Yeah, we play the Wild twice coming up too. So, yeah, yep. yeah, including Friday night, Friday night, and then mm-hmm. next weekend. I uh, had a busy evening. I had a softball practice, and then we went and played some pickleball. Kids want to play some pickleball. I'm like, I got a show to prep for, guys. Okay, we'll get about 25 minutes of pickleball in. And then, uh, oh, and then of course, an it's hour Taco later. Bell. And it's like, oh, yep. we want some Taco Bell. All right. <laughs> On the way home, get some Taco Bell. That'll save me some time making dinner. So uh, that's what we. Uh, this is why you don't have kids. 
Yeah, they're just a problem, right? It's just a yeah. need, need, right, Bill? need, Bill want, 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 want. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, you know, I too had a very busy day, but you know, I was able to walk in about eight thirty, pet the dogs, give them a couple treats, eat my dinner, and give them a couple more treats, and that was it. I did the same thing with my son. That's essentially what you do with kids too. It's just pet <laughs> yeah, them, right? Pet them. You feed them. All day. You've been good today. Okay, go to bed. Make sure they, uh, you know, make sure they move their bowels a few times a day, and yeah, uh, yep. it's important. Um, see, that's I think that's where the dogs have the advantage because they're going to do it no matter what and no matter where. <laughs> well, you know what? If you lock your kids in your room, uh, they will eventually do it in there too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've had experience with that. I uh, I don't use that that term too. My my grandma is like every time I'd go over and visit my grandma, she would ask one of the first things she would say. It was like, almost every time. You know, say, hey, how you doing? How you doing, Kurt? Oh, I'm doing good. Have you moved your bowels today? <laughs> <laughs> that was a uh, yeah, that was good. Good old Grandma Sonoka. Yeah. And, and yeah, I, I <laughs> looking back on him, it's the funniest damn thing. Yeah, uh, but she asked that she was very concerned about the bowels and the movements. <laughs> and to make that a point of conversation, probably for everybody in the family. <laughs> You're right. I mean, yeah. I, I, I mean, I I remember that enough. She asked that enough for me to uh, think it was pretty common. So, and I was my uh, my mom still not to not so much anymore. But my dad always had the worst worst uh, habit of literally forgetting to eat. So if she wasn't around, he would just not eat lunch or not eat breakfast or whatever. And so she would always ask him, you know, Stan, did you eat lunch today? Oh, hell, Mary, I forgot. And so she made a habit of asking me and my brother all the time, too. So literally, I was like 25, living with my friend, and I would get a text from my mom. Did you remember to eat lunch today? Yeah, mom, I'm not dad. I'm not an idiot, you know? Like, And, and so my friends still to this day, like, my friends that, that I had back in those days, they, they'll still be like, Jeff, did you eat lunch today? And I'm yeah. just like, shut up. You know, it's funny, though, because it, it, that's a thing, though. It's a generational thing where uh, the grandparents, they will they insist on feeding you like as much as they can. And I, I assume that stems from uh, depression era stuff where, you know, you, you make sure you get food, make sure you're make sure you're you're always uh, 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 you're not going hungry, you know, have it better yeah. off than we do. Oh, you have food. Eat, eat, eat food. Eat while you got it. Can I get something to eat? No, no, I just ate. Oh, here's have something. Yeah, I had. You'd think that like had the internet and apps and things been developed maybe 25 years earlier, there would be one that would remind you to eat. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Eat I have never been. I mean, I I I don't need to be reminded to eat necessarily, but uh, there are times where I'll be sitting down to eat and I'll be having my dinner and I'm like, oh, am I almost done? I have no drink. I have went this entire meal and not had a beverage, which is I've had that happen. I mean, there are not, times, not so much there are times meal. when I'm working that I that I do forget lunch. It's it's a little easier to remember working from home now, but like yeah, there's literally been times like back when I was working for Total Hockey in their marketing office. It was you know, I'd have my head down working all day, I'd have to run back to the warehouse and get something, come back. Oh, it's four o'clock. Oh, I never ate today. Oh, who wow. cares? See, I'm leaving in a half hour. That's interesting because I, I mean, lunch is like we always go out for lunch at work. I used to bring lunch a lot at work, but now it's like it's almost like an event. 
you know, it's like, okay, well, it's, it's like it's 11, 30, 12 o'clock. I'm like, okay, what, we're going to start talking about where we're going to go. We have no idea. It's like a surprise. It's like a, it's, it's something to look forward to. Okay. We got the, who knows where it could be. It could be a sandwich. It could be a something, you know, uh, it could be like a crazy bowls. It could be, I don't know, barbecue. Who knows? We're going to docks again. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to the sizzler, the docks. Yeah. Went to docks the other day. Um, for that, the first time I've been there since they moved and they moved like two years ago. So that's uh, crazy. Yeah. We used to go there every so often. Um, I, I like docks was good. I like docks. Yeah. I, I like I thought Jeff. Yeah. I thought Jeff, your cousin would like enforce that or he's no, he's still a big bandanas guy, right? I'm a big bandanas guy too. Uh, we haven't yeah. been there in a while either. Hmm. Um, yeah. I think he's, yeah. he's more, uh, crazy bowls, uh, lion's choice, uh, um, kind of person, which we do, yeah. we do lion's choice, but once a week. Yeah. see that's you know it used to be when i would have days off and it's been quite a while that i would you know look forward to trying to go to lunch with you guys but it's hmm. been years since we've done that yeah so i uh, yeah i never like i almost never go out to lunch um and my my thing you know when we were in the office before my thing was always i would have i keep a box of honey nut cheerios at my desk and <laughs> just because i could good time for that Right, I make time for that. I, I did that. Now we don't have assigned seats. We don't have storage. We're not supposed to bring like bringing keep food. So now I've hmm. been making a sandwich, and you know, three weeks in today, I forgot my sandwich and had to make <laughs> had to make the hike over to the cafeteria. It was good, but you can't get out of there short of ten bucks. And first world problems. Where where yeah. you work? It's a nice cafeteria. I know oh, all it's... about that cafeteria. It's amazing now. Um, I mean, it's it. Yeah, after they opened the new one, it's it's been great. But and they actually yeah. they they there's now an app that you can order ahead and stuff like that. So not oh, too cool. bad. But when I work from home is when I typically forget to eat. Like oh, it's three thirty. I better make a quick peanut butter. And jelly I literally. I'm going to. I, yeah, stop working. I set an alarm on my phone now. <laughs> to say hey take because if i don't i will just be like oh, i'll take it in a half hour i'll just get this thing done and but like i literally have been telling myself now no you are going to take a break every day it's it's good for your mental health and so i'll mm. go upstairs make some food go get food or run see, an errand or whatever and make myself get up and go do something so working from home though i i mean you don't and there's no real set unless you have like meetings and things you have to to schedule your lunch around, but, uh, you know, most of the times I can take lunch whenever I want, you know, working from home, yeah. uh, the, on the days I do it from home. So it's like, if I want to take lunch at 11, I'll do it. I'll take an hour lunch or 12 or one, whatever. So, yeah. I, uh, I wear shoes every day. People yeah. ask me, what no are, pants. what are your shoes and no pants? <laughs> well, well, and that's the, yes, exactly. It's so weird. No, I, uh, Dress I have shoes and no me, pants. Like, what, what do you suggest for working from home and, that's one of the things for me that, that has worked that's kept me motivated is like literally get up like you're going somewhere, put on like I wear jeans every day, uh, you know, T-shirt, nice shirt, whatever. And I always make sure I'm wearing shoes. If I'm wearing shoes, I feel like I can't just sit back at my desk and pass out because I'm not just staring at a screen. I'm working. So that's something I've yeah. always done. And mine was mine was make sure get up, you know, try to keep as much of a, a routine as as you're in the office, get up, take a shower, get dressed. But 
I I don't do the shoe thing. I went through three pairs of slippers during the pandemic. Yeah, yeah that'll do it. <laughs> I have to uh, replace them now. Ken Morris in the YouTube chat says, two of my three favorite YouTube channels are from St. Louis. Let's Go Booze Radio and The History Guy is from, apparently from St. Louis, which I, I, I have not heard of that. I'd be curious to see what that is. And then uh, Jay Leno's Garage is his third, and that's from L.A. So, and Matt Harris says, evening, gents, Famously, perfect timing. I just got off work, uh, just enough time for me to grab a beer. There you go. Perfect time. Yep. Speaking of beers. Beers. Official beers of episode number 348. You can follow each of us on the Untapped app. My handle is CPrice12, Jeff says Jay Ponder, 94, and Bill says Billy Blue Note, 33. Uh, Jeff, you were uh, hanging by a thread there as far as going first for a little bit, but uh, mm-hmm. things the ship has been righted. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, you go ahead. So tonight I am drinking uh, my favorite from our friends over in uh, the Pacific Ocean, Big Wave Golden Ale uh, from Kona Brewing. Uh, just, again, something – I had a friend, uh, uh, well, a friend who's actually from Hawaii, and I think I, – I don't know if I've told this on the show or not. About a year and a half ago, we went to a brewery together, and he was like, have you ever tried Kona? And I'm like, no, I see it, never had it. And he's like – get it now and i had it and i'm like yeah this just tastes like i'm sitting on a beach so good good drinking beer well that's like heaven in a bowl <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for your friends fans i'm sure there. it's a very famous baby <laughs> <laughs> um yeah amy likes uh, kona big wave a lot so that'll well i like amy so there you she'll, go she'll bring that over and uh she'll there'll be like one or two in my fridge or whatever Every now and then, so and Kurt Kurt takes them outside, breaks yeah. them on the driveway. And... <laughs> I, you know, I, that's one of the things I miss about. That's one of the things I miss about poker nights. We used to have was that oh, when, yeah. I, when I host poker the nights, leftovers. the beer fridge. I had a big beer fridge. Remember that in the in the basement. Oh, of the that was awesome. Had the full size fridge, and uh, people would bring over their beers, a six pack or whatever, and they'd have a few during the poker night, three or four, whatever. And then uh, there'd be a couple left. And that fridge eventually, there was probably like fifteen different kinds of beer in there, uh, mm-hmm. like a two or th- a couple bottles of each. Um, so it was a nice little variety. There's a little little uh, little store down there. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, Miss something it. to look forward to. Yeah, uh, when when the kids go off to college and we get yes. back into that stuff. Yes, when 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 life slows down and we get older, maybe after we retire, hopefully early, right? And then we can just have yeah. like weekly poker nights. Yeah, yeah, go golf in the afternoon and poker oh. like three nights a week. That, poker, that's damn near that's killer retirement. Oh, <laughs> uh, Bill, what is your uh, your your? Oh, we're talking about beer. Um, it's like trying to plug in a USB plug, right? Exactly. It's always the wrong way first. Every you, time. You, you caught me off guard. Um, <laughs> I had this a couple of weeks ago. It's uh, Heavy Riff uh, Vanilla Coffee Underbrown. So brown ale Ooh. with vanilla and coffee. And it is very good. Um, for a coffee-based beer, it's not too terribly heavy six and a half alcohol by volume um but if you've ever had velvet underbrown that's their flagship brown ale it's awesome almost every restaurant you go to in the st louis area has it um this is a great variant i've I've enjoyed it i've got one more left looking forward to that next weekend 
The first time I had Velvet Underground was at Flying Saucer, rest in peace, in St. Louis. Mm, that's a shame. Yeah, yeah no. Good, plot. good spot. It was a great spot. Before right Marvel games, Bush hang up there. You walk yeah, that Marvel game for me. Yeah. Yeah. Cardinals or Blues games. Yep. I, I think I went to, I went there for more Blues games than Cardinals games. Yeah. I know you so. could see Bush Stadium from the almost. Yeah. I think you could. Yeah, you yeah. could. Yeah. From the patio. Yeah. Oh, Moose? Yeah, it, uh, it was um, a casualty of Ballpark Village. I yeah. Think. Well, but Wheelhouse seems to be doing okay. It sounds like an, I guess they're coming out yeah. of COVID, so they should be doing okay. They're not breaking any <laughs> laws and, and ordinances yeah. and like left and right. Well, every city, needs a place. Uh, right. every city needs a place for, you know, STDs to get passed around. <laughs> oh, well, usually that's my house. Hmm. Um, so you're a satellite so of Kurt- the Wheelhouse. Before Kurt goes, uh, Matt Harris has uh, my beer of the night is a mixed drink. I've always called it the triple F. What uh, what would be in the triple F? Uh, mm. If it was triple H, obvious, right? Hops. But triple F. Uh, mixed drink. We can speculate. Um, oh, a mixed the drink. Okay. Yeah, mixed home. drink. Yeah, yeah. mixed uh, drink. Triple F. Triple uh, Frangelico. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> Frangelico. We'll let him tell us. <laughs> Go ahead, Kurt. Okay. Uh, mine is the uh, one of my favorites. And I guess you should probably finish these up before uh, we get too far into spring and summer. Is the uh, peanut butter chocolate milk stout. Nice. Absence of light from Four Hands in St. Louis, which I think uh, we will be at on Friday. To... I was going to say we uh, might want to bring that up because uh, it's – kind of becoming a slight let's go blues radio get together right mm-hmm. i don't know if bill's coming i know you and i are going yeah i am yeah i'm i am going to do my best to be there um i yeah i will try to cut work off at four you guys are talking five six yeah um i do do need to get by the hospital to, to see my mom and then after that i will try to pop by uh, yeah, so if anybody uh, wants to uh, hang and watch the Blues game at Four Hands, they have a nice, uh, nice place to watch the game up in their tasting room. They have uh, uh, they project two big TVs up on their wall behind the bar. Um, the game will be on. Um, is there a Carver game that night? There is. Are the yeah. Open next Thursday? No, they no, they're, they're off. No, they, right? they always take yeah. a day off. Yeah, yeah. it's so weird. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so uh, so the, the that should be the only game in town, right? Uh, uh, yep, March yep. Madness is over. So uh, yep. that uh, they'll have both games up there, hopefully, uh, both screens on yeah, the Blues game. We're planning on getting up there, what, about five? And uh, yeah. I know our friend, Dr. Nighthawk, um, mm-hmm. she's uh, she's the one that's kind of put this together. She's in town. She's normally in Denver. Um, I know she's going to the game, but I think we're planning on hanging out and watching the game there, yeah. right? I, that's Yeah, I'd like to. I mean, I might as well, you know, hang out. Uh, have a couple before the game. Uh, and she's going to take off and go to the game and uh, hang out and watch the game beforehand and play some free arcade games and uh, drink a few beers. Ski ball. Ski ball. Play pre Tyson punch out. Ball. Mike, yeah. Pre Tyson yeah. punch out. Uh, Galaga is up there. Mm-hmm. Um, Dig Dug, I believe. There's a multi cade, uh, like a six yeah. games, something like that. So good times, good stuff. Yep. No, it should uh, yeah. be fun. So, yeah, if you're not doing anything for the game Friday and or if you're going to the game and you want to go somewhere for a drink before, uh, Four Hands, it's downtown, um, right off – is that 44 it's mm-hmm. right off of? Yeah. Party and, far. Um, Party far. Party far. Sorry, Party far. far. 
And uh, yeah, right there, uh, and we'll be there probably starting around five. And uh, you know, at least the three of us will probably be there till the end of the game. So if you're not doing yeah. anything, come join us. Should be fun. Yeah, yeah, hang out, have some beers, play some arcade games, watch some hockey. It's a good time. Uh, today in Blues history, courtesy of the at STL Blues History Twitter account, uh, April fifth, nineteen eighty six. The original Blues owner, Sid Solomon II. Uh, dropped the ceremonial first puck on the 20th anniversary of being awarded the franchise. Uh, Bernie Federico recorded 100 points in a season for the fourth and final time uh, in his third straight season. And uh, in the St. Louis Blues 7-5 win versus the Chicago Blackhawks. That uh, Sid Solomon's the second. That was the younger, right? Yeah, because the, the older, yeah. Sid Solomon was the elder and the, the younger guy was the second. So... Uh, the he died with cancer, right? Had cancer, passed away. The the second. I believe that's correct. Not too long after that. Yeah, hopefully STL Blues history can can correct us yeah. on the twitters tomorrow or after he podcasts this. Well, let's see. The if third died. The third died in Tampa with cancer. So I don't know about the second. Well, anyway, um, uh, you can look it up. I will go on the next one. I'm the, looking. Uh, I'm not talking okay. to find. Yeah, I, well, I imagine. Uh, happy 56th anniversary. So this April 5th, 1966. Uh, the NHL granted the St. Louis franchise to the group led by Sid Solomon as the St. Louis Blues' name was born. So uh, April 5th, 1966 was the date the NHL officially granted St. Louis a franchise. So, uh, you know, people think of 67 as the, you know, the year they started, which is the year they started playing games. But 66 was today's date in 1966. Uh, the St. Louis received the NHL Blues, the St. Louis Blues. Uh, Sid Solomon Jr. apparently died shortly after this game. It was uh, May 24th. Yeah. I am not seeing his... Uh, cause of death though i thought he had cancer but yeah, that, I that, mean, that gets half awesome. the people out there anyway i mean it's, it's good to yeah, guess right. uh and happy birthday to blues beat writer for the athletic jeremy rutherford yes yes jr happy birthday buddy I don't know friend of the show <laughs> friend of the shoe i think he's uh 32 I, th- I think he's older than erica weston Twenty. <laughs> that is probably true. Uh, oh, happy birthday, Jr. Uh, hope it, you had happy a, birthday, Jr. It's kind of nice when that when that falls on a non-blues day for him. I think he probably was able to spend it with family, so pretty cool. We uh, we were going to have him on as a guest um, uh, a couple shows ago. We had to bump him for Erica Weston. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. sorry, buddy. <laughs> Story of his life, right? That's right. <laughs> Uh, all right, so uh, we can uh, we're gonna get into the uh, the Blues uh, road trip a little bit. Uh, they took five out of six points in road trip, and then uh, we'll discuss their win versus Arizona after we hear from our friends at ID Life. You don't live your life like the guy you see at the gym powerlifting seven days a week. You also don't live it like the cycling class instructor or the vegan who gets her steps every day. So why go to the vitamin store and try the same stuff they're using and hope it meets your needs? Newsflash! 
It doesn't. RockinThatIDLife.com is here to help you better understand how you respond to food and exercise. Their supplements are developed to make sure you're using quality products you can trust to achieve the results that are meaningful to you. Is your goal to improve overall energy, achieve deeper sleep, lose or gain weight? The answer to all of those options? Rockin' That ID Life can help. Our friend Dustin at RockinThatIDLife.com is here to help you do life better and achieve your goals not someone else's. Get started today by visiting rockinthatidlife.com or emailing Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you to receive 10% off your order. That's rockinthatidlife.com and start your betterment journey today. Well, folks, uh, you just heard from our friends over at rockinthatidlife.com and I did get a message from our friend Dustin uh, actually, just yesterday, um, there's a new product coming out. Uh, he says, uh, well, this is directly from Dustin. I've been looking to feel lighter, healthier, and more energized. Luckily, Rockin' That ID Life introduced their new detox box. This is a three-phase program that helps detoxify the body's natural filtration system. This 30-day program allows me to absorb all of my ID Life products to the fullest. Join me in maximizing our fitness jerseys, our journeys. I wish it was a fitness jersey. <laughs> Join me in maximizing our fitness journeys. Pre-sale is available now over at rockinthatidlife.com. So uh, that's the detox box. Actually, I looked. I think they might actually already be available. I could be wrong on that. But, uh, yeah, check out uh, rockinthatidlife.com. And then in the little navigation at the top, click the uh, detox box to find out more information. I like how our uh, ID Life segment uh, comes right after our beer segment. Right. <laughs> to follow it up. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then we cap it off with another beer segment. <laughs> yeah. <Right>. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, a couple of comments, YouTube chats. Uh, Ken Morris followed up and said, if you love history, you will love the history guy. Uh, he <laughs> says he lives in the St. Louis area, but technically it's O'Fallon, Illinois. Huh? Even closer to us. Uh, Only his, losers love no Fallon. His name is Lance Geiger. I me scared there for a second. Yeah. <laughs> Lance Geiger. Okay. Cool. Hmm. Fallon, Illinois. Support the local guys, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Check that out. I'm. I am kind of a history buff, so I I'm interested. Oh, man, I, I not long ago I finished up the uh, World War II in color that uh, nice. Nef- Netflix had. Um, and there's a few different documentaries like that on Netflix. Man, it's so good. Just, to, I mean, I love like uh, war history stuff. It's just so fascinating to me, and then to to see it in detail and hear stories that I had never heard before, and uh, and uh, video and and photos that you just haven't seen before. It's just, it was fantastic. It's good, it's good, good watch. Oh, this, I then you're gonna hate what I'm about to say. Um, mm-hmm. so the wife and I have been watching the Weakest Link, the newest one with uh, Jane Lynch as the host. Pretty good mm-hmm. for those of you who might be interested. Um, one of the questions that somebody got wrong. Uh, in what war did Americans uh, fight people they referred to as, quote, redcoats? You know what the person said? What did they say? The civil the civil war. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no! Huh. Wow. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb and say that was the Revolutionary War. <laughs> yeah. we. Uh, it's funny because, mm. I mean, whenever somebody gets a question that wrong, that wow. bad, you always the hear the war. audience kind of go, Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I'm sure there were some red coat supporters here in, in, in the U.S. at the time. Right. You know, they were fighting the Civil War, so you know maybe there was one or two. Yeah, that that seems like it should be a thing that for anybody that watches that show that when something like that happens, it's just like everybody drink, right? So, <laughs> yeah, the, the show's Twitter account just tweets out drink, drink. Red coat well, sympathizers funny, like, is, the, is the term for anybody who has ever watched Jane Lynch, which she is perfect for that show because she just, I mean, she's so quick to just make fun of people. Um, she just instantly, the way she said the answer, she goes, "No, the Revolutionary War," and then oh. she went to the next person. Ouch. You could tell even her, she was like, "Come on, derp." <laughs> uh, more of that girl uh, says fireball for the, uh, for the F, triple F for the triple F. Yeah. And Matt Harris says, Triple F is Crown, Peach Schnapps, Sweet and Sour Mix, topped with Sprite. Where's the F come in? Triple I, fucked? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're triple fucked. That's all I can think that would mean. Crown, Peach Schnapps, Sweet and Sour Mix. Sh- Sounds good. Schnapps. And there's not even an Schnapps. F in that sentence. No, not the whole damn Except thing. Except for the part that says Triple F. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, again, our question stands. Where does the F come in? What does that stand for? <laughs> that was the question in the first place. It's usually what I ask my wife. Where does the F come in? Uh, mm. So, f- uh, <laughs> I like your response to that. No, mm. well, I thought you were going with a different letter. Uh, so, the <laughs> as we transition so awkwardly into Blues Hockey Talk, uh, <laughs> the uh, Blues uh, had a uh, three-game road trip where they got five out of six points. They had a four-to-three win uh, in Vancouver. A six to five overtime loss in Edmonton that uh, was a salvaged point after being down four to one in that game, and then a six to four win at Calgary. So uh, I think uh, overall a su- successful road trip. Uh, but I think uh, having here, you know, does it feel like it? Because you know, taking five out of six on a trip always good, right? If you do that consistently, you're going to be in good shape. But it almost feels like the fan base is like, okay. All right, but you've been inconsistent. We're waiting for the bad games to come now, right? We're waiting for the, the you, you got to do this over the long haul before we're we're no longer gun shy about rooting for this. You know what I mean? Because it almost seems like this team, even though they've played well recently and gotten uh, well after the Arizona win, you know, seven out of uh, eight, seven out of eight points in the last four games, but it almost seems like. The fan base is uh, still down on the team. I mean, is it? Yeah. Is that is that the vibe you get? Absolutely. Like yeah. that. That it, if things don't go perfectly, this fan base is like you know a lot of chicken littles, and you know this is just insane. And like you know the I know we're going to talk about it a little bit later, but the the it it applies to the goalie conversation as well, right? If you do not have elite goaltending, you have a goaltending problem, and. It, it yeah. it's everybody's manic and i mean to me the first two games especially being on twitter um felt like you know this is this is just a bad road trip and i totally expected them not to get a point against calgary and when that happened and you you step back and say shit we got five or six on this trip yeah yeah that's mm-hmm. that's awesome right yeah. yeah, I think yeah, I think overall, I mean, the trip itself, you look at the points, that's what you got to bank. And, and, and that's the thing about a good team is 
you know, even after people were kind of down after the, you know, the, the games we talked about last week with Philadelphia and Carolina and all that, you know, teams not performing their best, but they're going out and playing good teams and still getting points. You know, that Edmonton game, the way that game started, there is no way they should have walked away with a point in that game. Right. And, and yeah. that is one of those games where you walk out of that game saying, eh, at least they got a point, you know, like yeah. we've talked uh, about on this show, but you know, when they surrender a four one lead and people are like, Oh, well they still got a point. Cause they went to overtime. No, they should have won that game. This was one that they stole a point and that's yeah. what they needed. So it's, but yeah, I, I will agree that, um, and I think maybe, and, and, you know, maybe I'll play a little devil's advocate with you two here is, you know, maybe it's a little more realism coming out of blues fans. Cause we talk about how, how quick people are in sports to react to what's happened recently. Like, what have you done for me recently? And we, we were just like, you know, one week it's, they're going to win the cup. And then next week it's, they're not even going to make the playoffs. Maybe we're starting to see a little bit of like, okay, last week they weren't great. This week they were great. Let's see you do that consistently before we start getting too excited. I think it's going to take uh, great efforts uh, and and points out of these games against Minnesota. Uh, on I think th- this this game on Friday. I mean, we have Seattle next, but looking past Seattle, which you know fans can do, players shouldn't. But uh, right. l- looking past Seattle to Friday against Minnesota, that's the biggest game of the season to date, uh, based yeah. on if you're looking at standings. Uh, and then uh, if they happen to win that game then in regulation or, or even not, uh, it then we play Minnesota again the following weekend, and then that game becomes the biggest game, most likely, unless you know the, the games in between uh, screw things up. But, uh, yeah, the, these two games against Minnesota, this, it's going to determine, I think, where the Blues finish. Uh, Minnesota loses tonight. Uh, the Blues actually uh, control their fate. Uh, they can finish second if they, because they have uh, they're trailing Minnesota by three points. They play Minnesota twice coming up. They play the same amount of games. So if the Blues beat Minnesota twice and play better or even than Minnesota uh, after in the rest of the games, then they finish second. So they if they beat Minnesota twice, think, that's the that's the key. I think part of the people, part of the reason people freaked out maybe a little extra. Um, last week, two weeks ago, whenever that was, when we were seeing the, the, the kind of the downfall of a team was um, because at this point in a typical NHL season, mm-hmm. you're looking at it and saying, well, playoffs are starting like next week. Right. You can't go into the playoffs this way. And I think, you know, because in St. Louis, the weather's changing, you know, people starting to wear shorts, windows down, and that's what you're expecting. But the difference is this year there's basically an extra two, three weeks than we're used to seeing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Playoffs don't start until May this year. So, you know, I think people need to kind of reel it back in. And, you know, if we're seeing in 10 days the Blues slumping, maybe you start worrying a little bit. I think right yeah. now we're still in okay water. I think I think people were starting to uh, get overly irritated and uh, living and dying on each game. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little yeah. way too Each early. Goal. Each goal. Was, yeah. yeah, it, it it's yeah. so, I mean, I, and I, I assume a lot of fan bases are like this, you know, I'm not, you know, uh, in the trenches of other fan bases because I've, you know, I've got nothing to deal with with <laughs> loose fans on social media. But 
uh, man, oh man, if they don't, if they don't uh, live and die on every single goal, every single game, which, you know, as far as fan enthusiasm goes, it's great. But if you're looking for like intelligent reactions to things um, or sane reactions to things, uh, you ain't getting it because uh, people were wanting, jumping off a bridge a, a couple weeks ago um, with over a month left in the season. And it's like I kept saying, I'm like, guys, there's, there's, I mean, there is a lot of hockey left. You know, Jeff, you said that uh, in a conversation we had on Twitter with somebody, a lot of hockey left. Um, and, and there was, I mean, granted, you don't want to, you know, and people are saying, well, you can't just turn on the last second. I'm like, there's over a month to go. It's not, there's no last second yet. You know, it's, it's weird to me that people right. were, were freaking out so early. Right. And, you know, I think it was a combination of the Blues poor play in Minnesota. Yes. Like just showing after, right, after the, the trade deadline, they bring in Flower. He doesn't even play a game and they just go on a tear. Yeah. And, but, but the thing with Minnesota now is, you know, did they peak too early? And do we have the chance to find our group? Yeah. Well, they just, they just, they just went uh, win, uh, uh, lossless, regulation lossless. In ten nine zero and one lost tonight. That sounds weird. Regulation lossless. I don't know how to do yeah. that. Whatever. You know what I mean. I think we have a they we got have a, a new term got a here. Point. They the, got at least one point in ten straight games. Right. No, there you go. Nine zero and one. So they got like what eight right. uh, nineteen out of twenty points. Right. So they, they yeah. did quite well, very well, and uh, that that shot them past St. Louis by a few. So, but they did lose tonight, and and Flurry was in goal for this game. Uh, so, and it'll be interesting to see who they go with in the playoffs. You know, Talbot's played well. Fleury's right. played well, since, too, since he's been arrived, except for this game. Yeah, since the trade, Talbot's just been lights out. Yeah. Right? I mean, he's he's a completely different goalie. Yeah. Um, well, they split starts, basically, since they're on the streak they've gone on. And and we could see them doing that in the playoffs, I think. You know, you we kind of – I think that's I, what Vegas was playing was. We had a, a – I'm trying to play – Kevin Woodley, come on. And talk about this. That was Vegas's probable plan with Laner and uh, and Flurry, but it just didn't work out because Flurry just went on a tear. I think right. that's what Minnesota's planning. You know, you say, okay, this guy has a bad game. We'll just throw in the other guy. See what happens. Right. No, I, I get you that. Know, you know who's not playing that? St. Louis. The Blues. Yeah. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Huso is the guy. Uh, and we'll talk about goals anymore later. Uh, but uh, that, that's that's a great discussion, actually, because because you'll get I mean, anybody who has not you know viewed uh, St. Louis, uh, your blues Twitter or blues Facebook or whatever you want to do, uh, you, there's a you run the gamut of crazy uh, takes on both sides of the spectrum with that. It's just up and down. Uh, all, fans are all over the place with uh, with our goaltending, uh, especially. So it's pretty funny. Sorry, I've got a, a unfortunate typo from Matt Harris in the. Uh... Yes, I just noticed that too. <laughs> Colorado yeah. clenched their playoff spot tonight. That was a Great. close one. He means clenched, but type clenched. Sorry, clenched. Matt, I normally wouldn't call that out, but that's just a funny typo. Yeah. Yeah. They clenched it in their sphincter. <laughs> that's what i was thinking why is a why is it a sphincter thing when you think clenched why is it in your hand why does that yeah, have to be it's, your ass it's just that's one funny. of those right one of those sayings <laughs> uh so after the uh the blues uh trip they returned home to play arizona and this was uh not a trap game because the blues have struggled against arizona mightily for the past 
God knows how long. Uh, the the fifteen game series we played against them last yeah, year, right? Which we lost. I think we played the entire season against them last year, right? Uh, right. Pretty much, did, yeah. It did fifty six games against the the, the the Arizona Coyotes. And how close, like how close was that series to actually starting on Groundhog Day? And because it was February, <laughs> right? Yeah, it was February, and we just kept playing the Coyotes. Yeah, like, I know. Uh, we're not going to let them leave town. Well, just keep playing. I made that GIF uh, last year about right. that, but it was a uh, it was the the whole Groundhog Day playing Arizona thing. It's kind of funny. Mm. Uh, five to one win versus Arizona, uh, and which was it was finally a good game against this team who was missing local boy and Swansea Illinois native Clayton Keller. Uh, who fractured his leg about a week ago on a nasty-looking, awkward fall on the end boards? Is trying to mm. trying to go uh, uh, trying to beat the defense wide. Uh, full recovery is expected, but he's going to be out four to six months, which is nuts. So he'll be, I mean, what he might he might was that next spring tr- next to training camp next uh, or yeah, end of the season? He's out a while. Beginning a shame. like if it if it's six months, it's the beginning of next season. Yeah. Did you see it? Oh, oh yeah, it's the 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 fall, yeah, it's nasty. Yeah, that was bad. Uh, it was, was it his right leg? Was it his knee? Because his knee went in hard. Uh, I'm not sure what which leg it was. Because he, he almost did the splits, but his right. right knee went in hard. Oh god, yeah, it looks nasty. It's terrible. Just unfortunate. And it's one of those things where if you ever yeah, played, and and he's kind of the hockey, catalyst. Yeah, their best player. He's their yeah. he's their offensive catalyst. When he's yeah. going, the team does seem to play better behind him. And you know, and and they mentioned it a couple times on the broadcast last night how uh, they're playing with like ten guys who started the year in the AHL. I mean, that's insane. You know, I know Arizona went into this year not with high expectations, but I mean, when you have a rookie goalie, you've got basically half your team is AHL guys. Shit, more than half. Well, right. uh, in, damn, you in don't stand goal- a chance. Right, the the guy they played in goal last night, he's he, I, he's what their fourth stringer, right? They've because yeah. they they unloaded um, um, the guy uh, was it Mackenzie Blackwood? Is that who they picked up from New Jersey, or and traded him to Dallas at the deadline? Um, the other guy, um, oh, I don't hell. know who was that, <laughs> but. Anyway, their goaltending is not like they they had Kemper last year and this year um, sign in in Colorado. They it, it, their goaltending is just not great to begin with. And then when when Arizona's starting a guy you've never heard of, it's probably not good. And on top of not having Keller, Chickren's also out. So mm, you know they're yeah. two best players not in the lineup. There's no way the Blues could lose even a point in last night's game. Uh, yeah, uh, well, without you, this you fan base losing its shit. Right. I I think if if they had went to overtime against Arizona, or uh, God forbid they lost uh, in overtime in regulation or overtime, yeah, it had been right back on the uh, you know we suck. And I mean, and to lose to a team like that, who if you go back and you watch the highlights and just analyze it, Arizona looked terrible. They, I mean, their their defenses on coverage was just uh, apathetic. Um, yeah, it's bad. Not uh, pressing. By the, the way, Bill. Carrier. No, they're not Bill, caring you about. Were thinking, you were thinking Scott Wedgwood. Best. Yes. What, just one just wanted the, to go ahead and I, get that out there in case people listen to the podcast or like, 
Mackenzie right. Blackwood, you idiot. <laughs> right. No, he's still in New Jersey. It was the other wood that they had in goal. And, yeah. And Arizona claimed off waivers. Yeah, they've, they've used <clears throat> five goalies now this season. Vajmelka? Uh, uh, yeah. Wedgewood. He's, Cor- Vajmelka Cor- took Cor- over Cor- number one. Yeah. And, of course, Carter Hutton, who's had some injury issues. And uh, the guy last night, Prisvetsov. Prisvetsov. How do you say it? Prisvetov. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, about the game last night, first period, there was no scoring. Blues could have had a couple goals. They, you know, Saad hit the post on a on a open net, and uh, I believe it was Tarasenko hit the net uh, post as no. well. On, who was it? Was it? Saad? Bushnevich. That's right. Bushnevich and Saad had open sides, and they couldn't they couldn't bury it. Uh, Steve Bushnevich. Yeah, right. Steve, Steve Bushnevich. Bill's <laughs> never going to let you live that down. Speaking of. Steve Bushnevich. So, uh, speaking of uh, Steve Bushnevich, I was watching the Sopranos. Uh, I'm, I'm rewatching the Sopranos, and I'm in. And uh, I, Steve, I forgot that Steve Bushnevich uh, makes an appearance uh, for about a season and a half in this uh, in the series. Which is, oh wait, Steve Buscemi makes an appearance, in the, <laughs> which I completely forgot because I, I watched it back in the day. I'm like, oh yeah, Buscemi's in this. Uh, so yeah, scoreless going into the, uh, second period blues. I mean, they had so many chances first period. You're wondering in this game, if it's going to be a chance where uh, a thing where we've had all these chances, hit some posts, couldn't score. Mm. And then, and then we give up the first goal, which would have been kind of like, uh, that would have been kind of depressing, but, uh, but no. So second period, uh, happens, comes along and we get four goals in the second, uh, Barbashev gets his 22nd from Rosen and Perron. Uh, this was a delayed penalty goal after uh, uh, Galchenyuk uh, was checked and lost his helmet on the boards, which was a funny situation because he gets checked on the boards and it looks like he's kind of skating towards the bench, like he's leaving the zone, and then kind of curls back into the zone and gets back into the play a little bit and then kind of circles. And then referee's like, no, nah, it's a penalty because it's almost like he didn't know the rule, right? As mm-hmm. far as like, yeah, yeah, either have to pick up your helmet uh, right away and put it back on or skate directly to the bench if you lose your helmet. And he did neither. So I, I assume he just is the brain fart or didn't know the rule or, or something. But uh, I mean, I, I, men's leagues have had that rule forever. And I had a situation about a year ago where one of my teammates, his helmet popped off and he gets right up and then starts to get back into the play. And the referee's like, dude, go to the bench. And he just kept going and he finally just blew the whistle. He didn't give us yeah. a penalty, but it was like, yeah, I think just the adrenaline's going. Sometimes you're just not thinking. I guess. Um, I, I think that that also says a lot about why Alex Kalchanyuk is in Arizona at this point after yeah. having so many other opportunities in, in bigger markets. Just the the mental game never came together for him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rosen's shot was uh, blocked by the defense, uh, but went right to Barbashev, who was all alone at the side of the net where he put it in. Uh, Tarasenko scores his 24th from Thomas and Bushnevich. Uh, Thomas is 43rd assist uh, at this point. Mm-hmm. Bushnevich is 32nd. So Thomas is kind of tearing it up uh, assist wise, which we all knew was uh, hopefully likely to happen. Uh, a little over a minute after the uh, uh, the first goal uh, by Barbashev, uh, Tarasenko scored. So same side of the net, you know, and this was left unprotected. Uh, Thomas from behind the net finds Tarasenko all alone at the side of the net for the fairly easy goal. Uh, horrible coverage by Mayo, uh, standing on top of the crease, looking behind the net at Thomas, not looking behind him at all. Didn't know where Tarasenko was. 
and he's covering nobody, and it's just a, you know, an easy goal. And, it, and, and, and I'll say, like, and get, you're right. I mean, this was just bad coverage by the Coyotes, but at the same time, it was a pretty nice little just very easy skating move by Thomas behind the net. It Every defenseman read that as, okay, he's either going to stand back there or he's going to wrap to the other side of the net and try to pass it across the crease or hit the point. But, no, he looked up and, and, you know, give him credit for awareness. He looked up and said, there's nobody on my ass. I'm just going to flip it right back to where I came from. And and Tarasenko, yeah. being the guy he is, he he knows where to be. He was right there, received the pass, one-timed it, just a, a perfect play by the two of them. I, bad coverage, but I, I give props to Thomas no. for kind of having the hockey IQ to know what to do there. It was a great, it was a nice setup by Thomas who took advantage of the, of the, of the miscue on defense. And that's what you got to do. You, you see, I mean, and generally a lot of goals in the NHL are scored by somebody messing up a little bit or not having the best coverage in, in a certain area and a team takes advantage of it. And that's, I mean, really an NHL game is, is a contest to see who makes the least mistakes because mistakes are made all the time. It's just sometimes you're burned and sometimes you aren't. So right. uh, and and in a game with eleven AHLers right. suiting up for Arizona, chances are we're going to get those. But I mean, how much do you think the you know it, there's possibility that uh, Arizona watched tape on Thomas, especially you know that after the was that the Edmonton game, the the movie that he made, he and two on one and just his skating, just he kept the puck, didn't score. But just set his skating is really starting to set him apart, and so there was the play came two on one with either uh, Bushnevich or Tarasenko, and held on to it and had a glorious scoring opportunity. And I thought one of the two of you at that point tweeted something about him being elite. Um, and there was just a ton of reaction, like "Oh my god, that is amazing!" Even though we didn't score, that is just great. And and you wonder if that if that wasn't in Mayo's head on that play. I, I think I, I, after the game, I tweeted uh, that he was elite. Uh, Cause I was watching on DVR. I didn't catch up to live TV until late in the game. So uh, I, I tend to be uh, off the, uh, off the grid uh, when I'm watching on DVR. I don't uh, look at my phone too much because I'll, I'll see you guys chatting about something about the game or I'll, I'll get notifications like, Nope, not looking, not looking. I got to catch up I'm about an hour behind. So, uh, the third goal in the period for the Blues uh, came on a power play from uh, Braden Shen, his 20th of the season from Perron and Letty. This is one of those goals where uh, a player glides through the soft spot in coverage between the D and the O, and the pass comes from the corner for a one-timer. Common play in the NHL. It's extremely hard to defend uh, when executed properly, and the Blues did a great job on this. Uh, pinpoint pass from Perron uh, was needed, and, and he delivered with uh, – uh, Shen, when Shen buried the uh, shot five hole th- with uh, O'Reilly screening, uh, the goalie pressed off. So it, I, this was a, I love this goal. Uh, as, as a, if it, when this goal is scored on, this type of goal is scored on us, I get mad. Cause I'm like, ah, oh, you got to watch out for the soft spot in the coverage. You know, defense come up, forwards come back, whatever. But it's tough. It's so hard to defend against this play because if, I mean, the timing has to be perfect. There's not a lot of room there. Um, between the O and the D, and you're gliding through, so it's got to be, you know, the timing has to be right, and it's perfect. Great goal. Uh, the next goal for the Blues, the fourth in the period, came uh, from Steve Bushnevich. Uh, 
<laughs> a shorthand to goal, uh, his 24th of the season from O'Reilly. Uh, this was, I, you could look at it as a, a really bad play by the Coyotes or a really good play by O'Reilly or both. Um, as the uh, Coyotes were transitioning up the ice out of their zone, O'Reilly forced a turnover the blue line, uh, stick on stick, uh, check, uh, and it, uh, a puck came to O'Reilly took the puck into the zone two on with Bushnevich and uh, he set him up for the one timer and Bushnevich buried it. So as our ninth shorthanded goal of the season for the team. So that's very uh, impressive. And, and something that, um, and I, I'll say, I think O'Reilly, even when he was kind of slumping points wise earlier in the season, he's always been great defensively. He's always back checking. He's always there when the blues need him. Great penalty killer. But I feel like the last week, we're starting to see the next gear from Ryan O'Reilly. That was something we talked about, uh, Kurt, I think two weeks ago, the the list that came out from The Athletic about how yes. he's just slightly off that mark of being that elite center the Blues need to make a big playoff push. And, and we even said we saw him break through in 2019 and be the guy they needed. Maybe we're starting to see that right now. He's He's starting to hit that extra panic button of, Hey, playoffs are coming. It's timed up my game a little bit. I think he's been one of the blues best players the past five, six games, at least. I think certain players, uh, and it was said by Shen and others that this team was not at, uh, was not playoff ready yet. They weren't playing playoff hockey yet. And they had to get there. And how many times in the, in the, in years past, have we seen teams, really good teams, you know, that you think, oh, they probably should be having a better season than they are. They're having a good season, but not not great. But then, you know, but, but to start the season, they were, you know, one of the cup favorites, you know, top three, four, five teams. And, uh, but then the last quarter of the season or the last 20 games or so, they just kind of kick it up a notch and they elevate their play uh, and play more like playoff hockey so that when the season ends and playoffs start, they're ready to go. Because I think, uh, and that's that's that. I don't know. Some teams did that on purpose, or held back, or just weren't in the mindset, or didn't have that 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 pressure, that uh, that desire, that need to play at that highest level uh, until it became necessary. Um, I mean, I'm not saying the Blues are there. Uh, they're they're closer to being there than they were before uh, when they were inconsistent. But I think a lot will hinge on this weekend's games too. So we'll see about that. But I think the Blues might be doing that. They might be, they, they might be uh, ramping their play up uh, down the stretch because it's been said vocally in the media, you know, Shen especially, about how this team needs to get to playoff uh, hockey. And um, they played a really good game against Arizona. So we'll see if they're going to – and like I said, we said before, that the game against Friday uh, Friday on Minnesota is going to be uh, huge and very telling. Uh, uh- We've got uh, some great commentary here in the, yeah. the YouTube chat. I want to get to real quick. First of all, Ken Morris says Thomas Tank and uh, PB89 are working well together. And Shen got to be one of the hardest working blues. I think there's nobody in the world to disagree with you on that. Uh, and then uh, in our talk about Ryan O'Reilly, Ken also adds uh, ROR was tired from working the popcorn concession stand between shifts. A la <laughs> car shield ad on BMSW. Yeah, that's a, uh, a good commercial uh, and then uh matt harris adds i think ror has been doing all the right things everywhere on the ice except for scoring it's nice to see him catching up in that area and again i think that kind of sums up exactly what i said starting this conversation then 
you know, we just didn't see him on the scoreboard. And now we're starting to see that. And it's like, okay, that's yeah. the one element of your game that was kind of missing. And yeah. he's been right there with everyone the past couple games. Yeah, it's it, the hope, I think, like the the deeply embedded hope for most Blues fans on this topic is that he's he knows when to turn the game on when it's when it's time to start gearing up for the playoffs and he's going to hit his stride and get back to that con Smythe form i think that's something that and like you said jeff we talked about uh was a few weeks ago when the the athletic had that that report card basically of uh the needs the checklist the the things that that the past 10 cup winners have tended to have and uh, and that elite number one center uh, the Blues didn't have uh, what you think would be O'Reilly. Uh, and I think we said on the show that it didn't really concern me that he wasn't at that elite level at the time because we know that he can get there. We've seen him get there. Uh, it's not that he's not that guy. It's just that he wasn't having that type of season yet. So I wasn't really concerned. Um, I thought, you know, he could get there. So and he's he's getting there. He's been fantastic. And there are other elements to this game too, like you said, very good defensively. So uh, hopefully he keeps it up and we can finish the season strong with him as a number one center, elite number one center. Yeah, Jason Miller in the YouTube chat says, yeah, I think Buffalo fans were starting to think, talk about winning the trade again. (laughs) Well, Um, I mean, Tate Thompson has had a hell of a season. He's had very good season, right. You still don't don't trade Thompson for O'Reilly though if if you're – if you're buffering. Right. Right. <laughs> this uh this might be the first time that I've ever given this to him, but crappy goalie, congratulations. You get comment of the show. I Ooh. like that. Um also crappy goalie, I don't know if you heard when you turn if you tuned in early enough, uh forehands Friday night. You're hmm. usually my go to guy for that kind of thing. So hopefully uh you'll be yeah. down for that. Yeah. Forehands Friday night, mm. five ish. And Matt Harris says Buffalo clenched Tage Tom Blues legend Tage Thompson. I think I think clenched and uh, what was the the term you had earlier, Kurt? I think we're gonna those are new terms we're gonna start using. Oh, more. I don't know what did, what did I say. Losing what was it? Losing and oh, loseless streak and regulation. Uh, lossless, uh, lossless, 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 lossless streak. Lossless streak. <laughs> Whatever. It's like they're uh, in HDMI yeah. cable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the third period, uh, Nick Schmaltz for Arizona broke up the shutout, uh, his 21st of the season from Deneen and Richie, uh, kind of a bad break on this goal, uh, a waist high shot from Deneen that from the near boards that was going about six feet wide, uh, hits Fox stick redirects on goal, goes off Huso's pad, which was a pretty nice save. Uh, and then, uh, Schmaltz was there to put the rebound past Huso. So just kind of a fluky, bad break against the blues. Not a big deal. Just, just the, you know, just didn't get the shutout. Uh, because of that. And then Tarasenko scores uh, a little bit later on, about seven minutes to go in the game, 25th of the season. Uh, kind of just with every goal Tarasenko scores here, Jeff, it's like salt in the wound for your preseason prediction with Tarasenko. You know what? You say salt in the wound, <laughs> I'm all for it. I, I am happy to be wrong. I uh, I wanted to be wrong because um, I wanted him to stay with the Blues. I, you know, I... There's that sentimental feeling of the guy well, who said, I'm going to bring a cup to the Blues, and he did, and I want to see him succeed. Even if he does leave the team, I still want to see him succeed. So, yeah, even though I said I didn't think he would score 20 goals again in the NHL, I was happy to see him get there, and I hope he gets 30. I think that'd be awesome to see. Hmm. Being wrong never felt so right, right? That's true. 
I guess. That's, that's whatever correct. that means. I think that's the famous words of John Cougar Mellencamp, right? <laughs> I thought it was life as a highway. <laughs> Those famous words. That's are, it. Yeah. That's it. That's, <laughs> and, and that so life is a highway. Tom Cochran, and who's 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 his is that? Uh, I don't know. Who's his best friend? Like he did the uh, Pronger, Pronger. He was in the Pronger tribute video. Oh my god. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I forgot. About you, that. Wait a minute. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's a little tie-in. How about that? Wow. Of course you're talking about Sean together. Pronger, not Chris Pronger. No, I'm kidding. He was there too. The greatest of the prongers. Uh, my what again? One of my favorite. I still haven't read it. I need to, but uh, I think uh, it was Sean. Yeah, it was Sean Pronger wrote a book or a blog that was called "Life Is a Healthy Scratch," and I just thought that was a great title. Fantastic. Jason Miller says, "Damn, he can't make it Friday. He has a father-daughter dance that night, so he's being the you know, good dad." You're dead. You're dead to me, Jason. <laughs> Tell Nicole that I rescind all the nice things I've said to her about her hockey abilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. So, <laughs> uh, on Tarasenko's goal, uh, Thomas got his 44th assist of the season. Bushnevich got his 33rd. Uh, Tarasenko was left all alone in the slot. Thomas found him right away. Uh, and Tarasenko buried the one-timer for the 5-1 to lead, which was the final score. And uh, it's kind of weird that this game was the versus the bottom feeding Arizona was a statement game from St. Louis in a way. Uh, usually, statement games are against teams that are you know good, <laughs> and you need to make, you prove right. yourself. But the Blues needed to prove themselves against a shitty ass team. Uh, right. Yeah, it's just kind of funny. They proved it wasn't a trap game, right? <laughs> right. Isn't isn't that what the yeah. what what was proved in that game? I guess. Um, yeah. And and I think you know I think you know you brought it up earlier. Uh, you can't look past tomorrow night, right? You you do not for one in fans you know, can, right? Fans can, <laughs> fans but the players can. can't. No, no, no. And no. you cannot. I I do not think there's any way that you can start Bennington tomorrow. You do not start Bennington until the earliest. The second game of back to backs this weekend against the, the, Islanders. the Islanders. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I I I mean I. You're gonna have people that are gonna say, "When's Bennington gonna start? God damn it, you gotta get him straight." And but it's right, like, ah, right. Right. well, okay, right. whatever. Maybe we should ask <laughs> yeah. him because well, he didn't, well, he didn't yeah. seem to start when he got the start in Edmonton. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll we'll talk more about that in a little bit. But um, gotta follow it up with a strong game against Seattle. Uh, Tarasenko has uh, 37 points and 31 home games this season for a 1.19 points per game average. That's the highest for a St. Louis Blues player. Uh, with a minimum of 30 home games since Pavel Dimitra averaged 1.38 points per game on home ice in 02-03. Who were his line mates? Hesh and... Uh, nope. Bartesco. Bartesco. No? Nope. No? Nope. 2002-2003. Come on, boys. Those were not his line mates. Uh, Kachuk. Kachuk was one of them. Mm, that's good. Um... um... I don't know. I can look yeah. it up. Uh, Try to think of an example. You don't need to look it up. I know it. I, I know you know it. I, I was looking up for me. <laughs> don't look it up though. Uh, what if I said rat? That's the only thing I could think of. Melonby. Scott uh, Melonby. Oh well, yeah. That was his line that year. Chuck yeah, Melonby. Melonby was the Blues' top line. They I were forget about Melonby. They were great together. That was yeah. such an underrated Blues line. Uh, and I'll add too, man. That uh, the just, you. He's got to love, I mean, the, the, the chance of his name, the way people, I mean, 
at the end of the game, when uh, Peng's trying to interview him, there was a good 10 seconds that he couldn't talk because it was so damn loud. And and they wear headphones similar to mine when they when they do the interviews. And uh, he still was like, he still yeah. couldn't hear. These headphones are noise canceling. Yeah. He still couldn't hear. And he was like, oh, well, give him a minute, you know, let him let him chant my name or whatever. And it's just, it's so awesome to hear fans still give him so much support, even after what happened last. And summer. you know, you know, part of it is they want him to stay, mm-hmm. and they're like, mm-hmm. you know, they're cheering him on. It's like, you know, just like, hey, hey, we love you. <laughs> yeah. Just a reminder, just in case you forgot, there's a little extra, <laughs> you know, in case you forgot, you know, please stay. So and he gets the loudest ovations uh, for that yeah. stuff. And he's always very complimentary of the fan base first and foremost, and you know, how, how great they are. Um, he's always done that. And it's it, you, you, maybe, maybe if he decides he wants to stay, you know, I, maybe you can say, Hey, maybe has something to do with it. You know, just the gradual, the, the layer upon layer of the fan base, just praising him and, and loving him and wanting him to stay. Maybe it has some effect over time. It wears him down, right, over time. So I don't know. We'll see. This, this offseason is going to be between Tarasenko and between uh, Huso. Uh, this offseason. It's depending on how the season plays out with Huso well, in the playoffs. This, this offseason is going to be fascinating to me. And and you say just Huso. Let's say the Blues re-sign him. Then it becomes, what do you do with Pennington? I, I, depending on your on your cap situation, uh, if Tarasenko leaves, maybe you have room for both, and maybe you just yeah. hang on to both. I mean, I don't know who knows. We'll eight, if it's if it's like nine million in goaltending, eight and a half in goaltending, whatever, it's like that's not ridiculous. What a Dallas had ten right a number of years ago. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I mean, well, uh, Florida has they they had ten last year, right before they moved Drieger. <sighs> Uh, and speaking of Dimitri, I, I mean, he's one of the most, I, 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 one of the most underrated blues players, I think, uh, I don't know if people that you know, newer fans, younger fans nowadays, uh, who didn't get, didn't have the pleasure of watching him play, uh, when he was here, how good he was, he was fantastic, but fantastic player. I, if he, I really think that with how good he was here. Uh, how much the fans loved him, a fan favorite, and of course the tragedy that happened with the plane crash. Um, I thought he was a perfect candidate to have his number retired. I really did, but yeah. uh, I, I, it, it did, didn't happen. It's probably not going to happen now. It's just been too long. But um, I, I really think that he's—I don't know. If you haven't watched him play, watch video clips, watch old games, go to Ponder's YouTube channel and find out find games where he's he's playing in. And uh, give him a look because he's just—he was a blast to watch. So much fun. Yeah, he was. He really was. <clears throat> uh, the Blues now have seven players with twenty or more goals. Uh, Tarasenko since twenty-five. Bushnevich twenty-four. Perron twenty-three. Kairou twenty-two. Barbershev twenty-two. Shen twenty and Saad twenty. O'Reilly has sixteen and Thomas has fifteen, so they aren't too far off. Um, and on this show, I we said uh, a number of times that before the season started that this team had an unbelievably deep group of forwards. I don't think that was anything, should have been anything groundbreaking or, or revolutionary of a comment, but it was just something we we just like, hey, this is a deep, deep forward group. And I, I thought it was one of the deepest they'd ever had, um, arguably mm-hmm. the, the deepest forward group they've ever had. 
Um, and their, their so, depth in goal scoring uh, is just proof of that. It's, it's, it's played out that way. Well, and, and let's add in, too, with points. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, and the only reason I'm bringing this up is because I heard some of the radio call last night, and Chris Kerber brought this up. So in points, uh, 62, so here's your leaders right now. Jordan Cairo, 62. Tarasenko, 61. Thomas, 59. Buchnevich, 57. And then, so you've got, so that's four guys that are already over 50 points. Uh, add in David Perron's at 49. Barbashev's at 49. Shen's at 48. O'Reilly's at 46. Saad's at 41. So he's got a little bit of an outside chance to still get 50. And then uh, Tory Krug, who is done for the season likely, but he had 35 and 57. Good chance he would have hit 50. They said they mentioned so, that Krug uh, was a little bit ahead of schedule. Like he was, uh, the the end of the tunnel was in view for him. Okay. Like he would That's he good. wouldn't be uh, out too much longer. But we'll see. And I wonder what that was then. That's so weird. Um, yeah. Well, who knows? Anyway, but. I mean, yeah, you so so right there, you're looking by end of season, if O'Reilly, Shen, Barbashev, and Perron all hit fifty points, which I think there's a very good chance they do, you've got eight guys on your yeah. roster that have fifty points or more. And and then potentially uh four guys over sixty. I mean, that's really impressive. I it, I mean, it, it it is the deepest four group we've had maybe ever. I mean, we've had we've had four groups with, with higher end talent that were top heavy, um, obviously. But but I think balanced top to bottom, being dangerous. You know, three lines that are dangerous. Um, right. And, 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 and I was at right and right now a fourth line that is humming. So right, that the fourth line Nathan Walker like. God, he he should have been up here the entire season, I think. But him and McEachern and uh, and well, Torpchenko, <laughs> McEachern, Bill, I McEachern. got it right. Damn it! Uh, but yeah, they've been great. But I mean, th- just think, you know, go back to to last off season and what two big coups bringing in uh, Bushnevich. Um, for Blay and Picks and Brandon Saad on a free agent deal. I mean, those two guys, like you, you're subtracting 40 plus goals with those guys, right? And 80 points, not bringing those guys in just speaks volumes to how smart and, you know, uh, very, I mean, they were, they were perfect signings for or perfect moves for this team that they are what this team needed uh, from an offense perspective. Obviously we've bitched and moaned and still will about the lack of a defensive defenseman, but from an offensive perspective, this team is like, how long have we waited for this well-balanced and offensive club? I think, uh, I think the well, and, and uh, speaking of the defensive issue, uh, there was just a comment. Uh, Matt Harris in the YouTube chat said, "We need that solid D if we want to stand the chance." And mm. I, I, I mean, I, that goes well, without saying. And the reason he says that is he wants Krug to sit until playoffs. He wants him fully healthy, fully See, rested. I, I, well, I, 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 okay. I don't want if, them to rush him back, but again, I'm not sure. I, I'd like to. 
I'd like him to play a, a few games before playoffs start. I don't want right. You don't want him knocking rust off. Yeah, I, I want at least playoffs. like three games before the season uh, ends before playoffs start to right to, but, to get back in the swing. But I think you know the the important part of his point is that right now, if you can, if you can put you know eight out of nine points together with Callie Rosen and Marco Scandella as cornerstone defensemen on this team, keep doing it. Right. <laughs> and that's, that's again, goes well, back to tomorrow night. You can't look past that game. So speaking of the fourth line, uh, what do you do on Bozak? I mean, Ooh, that's a tough I, question. Cause, cause they, mm. they, they, they mentioned Bozak and Krug in the same breath as far mm-hmm. as being close to returning or semi-close to returning. Uh, yeah, not, I, not that it's going to be like the next few games, but it might be in a couple weeks. They might be back. I, so. I, I think you wind up platooning. And, you know, I think uh, it'll probably wind up being Torpchenko, the odd man out, because Berube's going to go to – I don't want him out. I'm not, I'm not advocating for this. I think he's been – um, like he's been the diamond in the rough I've liked draft it. deck yeah. fine, right? Um, it, it's it would be great to see him. I would rather have I'd rather have McEachern sit than yes, absolutely. Than see, I, Walker I actually, or Torpenko. I think it's going to be Walker is the odd man out. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think so. I think but so I, too. That's weird because he's the high. He's the most offensively he, dangerous of the three, and he he's is. The highest but I also. He is well, the highest energy guy, not. but I also think when you look at tangibles, I think you you can point to okay, Torpchenko does this that the Blues need, McEachern does this that the Blues need, Walker does the same things, does a great job, but I just think with the way Baruby coaches, I could see him saying, yeah, well, okay, the the lesser of the three is Nathan Walker, which I, some people I, would surely disagree with. I, I bet you that the. The reasoning, if they may do that, the reasoning would be, well, Walker's a smaller guy, and yeah, you know, Torpchenko uh, is bigger body, faster, would be more conducive for a, a playoff player, right? Fourth liner, and Bozak has the experience. You know, he's the faceoff guy, um, and I, yeah, but I, I don't know and- if it were if it were me, if it were me, I'm sitting McEachern. Uh, and I yeah. and I I'd go with Walker, Torpchenko, and Bozak on the fourth line, if Bozak right. gets in the lineup at all. Right, and and that's gonna say there's a good. chance that that Baruby says we're playing well without him. Sorry, you gotta wait until an injury or something to come back, Tyler, because these guys are taking your spot. He will get in the lineup though if he comes back oh, yeah. a handful of games before oh, playoffs. Yeah. They'll get him some ice time. Oh, just, just and to see how they'll he does. sit. They'll sit guys to make sure he gets games. Sure. But I'm saying no, when sure. playoffs start, right. yeah. there might be a chance Baruby says, sorry, Tyler, you're the odd man out right now. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, if, if this is the worst thing we have to, to debate about is a fourth line issue, you right. know, that's, that's not too bad. Right. If we wind up talking about, well, now you've got to slot Bozak into your 2C, then I, we've That would be Right. <laughs> All right, uh, next up for the Blues, uh, Seattle uh, Wednesday. And then uh, we talked about I will be there. We will be there. uh, Wednesday against Seattle. All right, cool. No Jaden Schwartz. Shocker. (laughs) Yeah, he's hurt. He's hurt again. Wow, what a shocker, huh? Always hurt. Man. And then a huge matchup at home versus Minnesota on Friday. And then the Islanders on Saturday. 
So I'll again, uh, yeah, yeah. Bill will be there on uh, Friday. Well, Saturday. 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 Yeah. I was gonna say. Okay. Wow. So so I'll be at the game Wednesday. We'll be partying at Four Hands Friday. Friday the game and then bill be at the game on saturday so yeah we got some let's go blues radio uh representation for the blues this weekend and then if i'm not mistaken the following weekend when the wild are back mm-hmm. yeah guys, well well Kurt i don't I know i don't know will you <laughs> the fucking better <laughs> fyi and this probably should not be business done on the podcast you can just give my tickets to Kurt. I think we're meeting up on the way there. So, mm, okay. Yeah. Don't worry we, about mail on them or Did we discuss this? Oh yeah, we I'll did. make sure that I think I'll make did. sure that happens. Yeah, we did. I'll make sure that happens. All right. Yeah. Or 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 if we uh, meet up Friday. Yeah. Like oh yeah, Friday. that's a good idea. Forehands. Okay. Good idea. So either way. Uh, we got to take a break here, but, uh, and on the other side of this break, uh, Jake neighbors played some pranks on a, uh, played a prank on the blues players, which is pretty funny. We'll talk about that a little bit. And then, uh, we'll talk goaltending and our goaltending situation. Is it a problem? Some people think it is. We'll talk about that and who we want to face in the playoffs after this, uh, enlightening word from our friends at center ice brewery. Do you like hockey? No, of course you do. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Are you 21? Let's hope so. If you answered yes to all of those questions, run on down to your local beer distributor and pick up a 2-4 of Old Arena Lager, the Beauty IPA, or any other delicious hockey-themed beer from Center Eyes Brewery. That's right. Center Eyes Brewery beer is available at various beer stores around town. So check around for the one closest to you. That's Center Eyes Brewery. Let's go Blues. I, I just looked up and I saw on YouTube chat uh, light sound geometry <laughs> posted play hot man <laughs> play hot man I mean I, I'm playing a hot man right now so um, so's Kurt so's Bill yeah what does that mean I'm not sure you're playing a hot man I'm playing a hot man yeah like a, like an actor you're playing a hot man oh that kind of okay all right yeah that's that's where I was going right. with that. I think I like knickknack right. paddywhack thing. Okay. Well, that too. <clears throat> sure. Um, so, uh, yeah, like you, uh, yeah, like you had mentioned there, uh, Kurt, um, Jake neighbors, uh, kind of made his way back to enterprise center, but not in the way that people <laughs> would maybe think, uh, for those who didn't see it, jump on the blue social media. It was all over Facebook, Twitter. I think it's on their website too. Uh, probably their YouTube page too. Um, yeah, that was awesome. Jake Neighbors on April Fools uh, posed as a fan, came down wearing a hat, a jersey, had a sign that was asking Shen for a stick, uh, and uh, just a great prank all around. And it, we'll talk about our favorite moments, but for me, like, for me, the best moments were seeing the people realize it was him. Mm-hmm. Like, right. when Shen looks up and he's just kind of, you know, <laughs> giving the, you know, a little side eye, and then it's like, oh, shit. You know, and same thing with Pareko. Pareko's like, oh, I know that guy. You know, like, those were the funny parts. But, Bill, you had mentioned you love David Perron's response. (laughs) I I love the fact that Perron never figured it out. I mean, (laughs) it's like another fan down here. But, yeah, that I mean, just absolutely awesome, right? You know, perfect timing. The Blues are in Edmonton uh, where Neighbors plays in the same arena, 
right? They, they play there, mm-hmm. um, the Oil King. Um, and yeah, that it was so well pulled off. You know, get down to the glass, bang on the glass, call everybody by their nickname. You're my favorite player. Just... You're my favorite player. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the other part I love is at the end, he's like, oh, it's pretty successful. You know, a stick in two pucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did what did Shen put? Is Shen signed a, a stick for him? And was, Shen, uh, what do you say on the stick? Something about keep up with the diet. I think. Yeah, yeah. Keep up. Yeah, with the diet. that was it. Yeah, <laughs> that was good. No, that was I just man. I, again, we said this earlier in the season. The Blues social media team this season has been killing it. I know they hired someone yeah. new to interact with fans, and they've done the, the question of the day thing before practices. And this kind of thing they're doing, you know, the Bennington dressing up and the player gear and in, in preseason. I mean, all that stuff they've done has just been awesome. They've been killing it this season. So Ruby's reaction. Ruby's reaction to Bennington doing that was great. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> the double takes. What the hell are you doing? What, you? <laughs> uh, so much fun. Uh, more- they, they have knocked it out of the park. Like, more, just, yeah. They should do more of that too. I've, take it and run with it. You know, I've seen other teams do similar things uh, with with this kind of a thing, where it's a dressed up fan and doing stuff. Uh, players that are hurt or whatever, getting in and doing pranking the players. Uh, just funny, just good stuff. Fans love it. Right. And, uh, and it's not to say we haven't had great moments before, but they were they were all kind of impromptu, like roar bacon, right? Right. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's literally just <laughs> from a typo. Yeah, a right? typo. You know, like that wasn't something like the marketing department planned. It was just, oh, okay, he made this prank or he said this thing wrong and let's just run with it. You know, like this kind of plain thing is has been a lot of fun to watch. And yeah. speaking of speaking of war breaking, we're, we talked about doing a uh, uh, a lot uh, a watch party uh, where we'll, we'll do the mystery, uh, mystery, hockey, mystery theater. hockey theater uh show and we'll watch that game and do commentary while we watch that game so that'll be a good one to do that in the summer in the off season right so stay tuned for that uh so you know it'd also be a fun one maybe i got that game on my channel from 1967 with the maple leafs it'd be fun to uh 1967 watch that game yeah there's a game i've got on my youtube channel blues and maple leafs 67 okay wouldn't know half the players interesting yeah, oh, we would be watching no, no. it like, I don't know who that was, but that was a good play. <laughs> uh, lots of talk from fans about how uh, Bennington needs to get right for the playoffs and how we'll need both goalies for playoffs. So, And I think people, you know, most most Blues fans would say that we have a goaltending problem, Not not that – both goalies are playing well, or the backup stole the starter's job, and they're both playing well. And who do we play? Is the goalie the backup has taken the number one job, and is playing for the most part pretty well, except for a hiccup there, a handful of games. Um, but uh, does Bennington have to get right for playoffs? I think we all know Huso is the guy right now, and if all things remain the same, Huso is the starter in the playoffs. Bennington is not going to start games unless. Huso just falls apart in the playoffs. So a lot of people are saying that they're they're getting kind of irritated. They were irritated that he didn't start versus Arizona, and uh, and if he doesn't start tomorrow or on Wednesday versus Seattle, you'll see some fans upset about that, thinking that we have to get Bennington right. 
So I, let's talk about it. Do Does Bennington have to get right at some point before the season ends? And and how would the Blues go about doing that if they do? Um, I'll I'll start. No, he he doesn't. Um, you, you just, I mean, it's not optimal to have to rely on one guy, but I think we did that in 2019, and it worked out pretty well for us. Um, so you know, if, if Huso stays healthy and you know doesn't doesn't go through a prolonged you know downturn which seems like he's bounced back pretty well. Um, you know, I, th- I always thought his numbers were going to regress to the mean a little bit because he was playing, uh, you know, uh, above his expected range. And, and, and he, he came back down to earth, but he, he righted that game in Edmonton. Right? It, Bennington was fighting the puck. I, I forget who, who said that on Twitter, but somebody pointed that out, and he totally right. He was totally fighting the puck, didn't look comfortable in there. Put uh, you know, put Husu in there, give us a chance, and and he righted the ship, and we got you know we got the one point from that game. Then Husu beats Calgary. That was a difficult game. You don't need two goalies right now, right? It, it's optimal. We, I mean, you you would love it. It's not optimal uh, where we are right now, but I don't think he has to be well, right. And let's let's add too that uh, Husu, you know. He's had some injury issues in the past. That's the biggest reason he wasn't called up in 2019 and why Bennington was. Um, so the way that I see it is, is and I agree with, with both of you, that that's a silly take to have. I, I've got some thoughts on goaltending I do want to talk about, but in terms of getting him right, the way that Huso's playing, you just roll with it. You got to let him go. He's your starter. He's the guy that's that's fit in very well behind this very lackluster defense, in my opinion. Um, so you got to roll with it. And the way that I look at that, too, for people who say, well, you got to get Bennington games, you got to get him right. Guess what? He sat behind Jake Allen for a month in 2019. Well, I guess 2018. And then started playing in 2019 cold, hadn't played against any AHL or NHL competition for a month. Guess what? Goes on a crazy roll. Not saying that 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 he could do that again if Huso gets hurt, but he's proven that he can do it. So I don't think you need to worry too much about we got to get Bennington games. You know, we got to get him, got to get his head right, get him ready for the playoffs in case Huso doesn't play well. For one, the Blues have proven a rookie goal, well, I don't want to say rookie, but a young goalie can come in and play great down the stretch when you need it. Mm-hmm. And two, Bennington himself has proven he can come in at short notice and play great hockey when he needs to. So, and that's when he played his best hockey. Uh, and again, I'm not saying he will do that, but to, to worry about that and say you got to get him games right now, I don't see the, I don't see that. I don't agree with that one bit. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to me too that that a lot of hoopla is being made about our backup goalie right now. I mean, I don't care how the season started. This is the way it is right now. Huso's the number one. Bennington's the backup. Um, mm-hmm. He he is. If we're if we're doing the number one, number two, which is clearly what it is right now, uh, Huso is going to start almost every game the rest down the stretch. Bennington might get three or four starts uh, in the last 13, 14 games. Whatever we got left, I think it's thirteen, right? Um, might get three stars. Um, 
and that's the way it's going to be handled. Now, if the team feels that Bennington needs more work to help his game, then they can send him down to get a, for a conditioning assignment uh, with Springfield, he, if that qualifies. Because yeah, he'd have to be injured first for that. What, for conditioning or just not playing? Because you can do conditioning. It doesn't have to be after. Okay, go, don't goalies have an exemption to go down for conditioning? They haven't played in a while? No? But anyway, mm-hmm. well, Elliot, I so. Elliot in 15, I, 16, when did they send him down for a conditioning for like three or four games and he came back up? I think up. you're right. He was, he was, I, I, Elliot was terrible. I, I have to look it up, but I'm pretty sure there is some kind of emergency situation where it's like this guy hasn't played well or this guy hasn't uh, been getting the practice in or whatever, and we can send him down for three games in the AHL. And there's a maximum they can play before they bring him back up. Whatever they did with Elliot, was it 16, 15? They did that. They sent him down for a few games and they because he wasn't playing well. 13. No, that long ago? It was the lockout year. What was the lockout year? I don't know. Yeah. Which lockout year? There are too many of them. I can't keep them straight. Uh, 12, 12, 13. It, so, yeah, it, it was 13. Either way. doesn't matter. They, they sent him down uh, because he wasn't playing. He was playing pretty bad and, for a handful of games, and they sat him. And he wasn't playing, and they sent him down to, to get some games in. And he came back up, and then he played so much better. After he came back up, so if they want to go that route, assuming he qualifies, I'm not. I, I look at the details, but that's what they could do: send him down for a condition assignment with Springfield uh, to get him some work, and maybe that would help him, you know, get work some things out, just get some games under his belt, and just play through it, whatever. But uh, with that said, that can't happen up here right now. Not not if with where the standings are. If you want to try and finish second and ho- or mm-hmm. at the very worst, hold on to third, you you can't be tr- you know, giving Bennington. Uh, a handful of starts just to try and let him work right. his stuff out. That that part of the season is gone. You, this is right. not the time that, that it's it's asinine to me to to suggest that you play your backup goalie in meaningful games down the stretch in a tight standings race uh, just to try and get him right. No, there are other options. You don't do that right now. Not with him. Right. Not now. Right. And, right. So and I'm... I, I was going to say I think the Edmonton game proved that right that he's you just you don't go to him um and and i would go so far as to say if the blues drop a point either tomorrow or friday against minnesota um with huso and net both nights you you go back to huso and you don't put bennington in there against the aisle Here, here's the deal with that i think i think bennington will get a few starts in the last 13 uh mainly not to wear out huso because to get him some break, yeah. give him some rest. Agreed. That's the only. That's the only thing. I, I, they've started about who so started what a, a couple games more than Bennington. But something if like that's, that. If that's the case, that will last night's game was the right night to do it. Right. Okay. Arizona. I, well, no, I, I'm gonna, think I'm I think gonna the totally, Islanders. I'm gonna. Is I'm gonna, the, right, I'm gonna break this up. I'm breaking this up, guys, because I uh, I think I have the conditioning. Okay. Uh, situation. Uh, so this is from our friends at pensionplanpuppets.com, which is a Maple Leaf site. Right. Um, they uh, they broke. I guess they found the the rule book and they kind of put it in layman's terms. The standard loan lasts for 14 consecutive days. The player is sent to the AHL, plays in whatever games he's assigned, and then returns to the NHL at the end. His salary is paid as if he's in the NHL and the player counts against the salary cap and the 23-man roster limit. 
a team has to have the kind of cap situation that allows for enough players as extras to make this possible. Mm. So that mm. I think is where it gets a little sketchy right. for the because they'd have to it? have, they'd have to have, well, his cap hits six. Oh, you can just play six. Million. Yeah. You can play short. No, too. not, not, not Bennington Lindgren. What's yeah, Lindgren? You have to bring hit, him right? up That's... to back up. You got it. Uh, you'd have to bring up a backup in Lindgren because that that would not qualify as an emergency backup situation. So, so you'd have to be able to do that and, and be able to pay Bennington. They mm-hmm. have the Blues right now have uh, eighty eight thousand in available cap space. <laughs> yeah. So they would yeah, have to play a player short. Right. They so, it's not going to happen with Bennington. They right. probably it's would. And they probably wouldn't do it, but they've done it before this year. They played well when they played short. So yeah, yeah, but I Don't mean, is it worth happen. it? Because you have to send them. Because that's the thing is, you have to send them down for fourteen days. So for no, fourteen days, you're playing 14 a player days, right? short. A max of fourteen days. Ah, jeez, I just clicked off it. I think it was a max of fourteen days because I think it was Elliot only played three games uh, when he went down. But that was also in a lockout year, so you have to wonder if they altered uh, it to match the, the uh, shortened season. Tomatoes, tomatoes. It says the standard loan lasts for 14 consecutive days. But does it have to be 14? So it's not a max. I'm thinking it it's literally standard, has to be two A weeks. standard loan. Is there a different loan? Okay. And I'll see, and, I'll see what and else does it find. have to be 14? Can it be less? I don't know. I, I mean. Either way. Mm-hmm. It's a good it's, question. It's, I'm, I'm wondering if it'll happen. Who knows? Um, I, but I, it, I doubt it. So my, okay. I would not expect quick, it. Let me. No, I wouldn't either. Um, here's my thoughts on the goaltending real quick, and, and I'll get through this fairly quickly. Uh, after the Oilers and Flames games, I have kind of flipped my thoughts on this. I, I've thought, all play the hot goalie. That's what I've always thought. And obviously right now it's Huso. Um, But I was a little bit on the side of, let's get Bennington right. Let's get him some games down the stretch. I've flipped that a little bit. Now, here's my hope, and I'll tell you why. My hope is Bennington's traded this summer. Somebody will take him. I don't know with his salary if it'll happen, but it's clear to me Bennington is not fit for this team anymore, and it's nothing against him. Um, The way that I saw the games go in Edmonton and Calgary, I thought, especially the first two goals, Bennington had no fucking chance. Absolutely no chance on those goals. Uh, one was deflected. Was it by Scandella right in front of him? And uh, the other one was just like four terrible turnovers right yes. in a row. Oh, that moves. was so, like overskating the. Oh, oh awful. That was so bad. Just awful. And, no. and, you know, and then he stops McDavid on a breakaway and then he gives up two more that probably could have been saved. Yes. But then, then let's fast forward to the Calgary game. I thought there was eight, nine chances in the first two periods, the Flames should have scored on. And I think if Bennington were in that, they would mm-hmm. have scored. Yeah. And that game would have been 7 nothing again, like it was the first time, the last time they, they played Calgary in Calgary. So my view is the Blues need a young guy who can come in and just slide across the crease and make ridiculous saves over and over with the defense they have. They don't have that in Bennington. Bennington's not that type of goalie. With this defense, you need a guy who can do that. I don't think that's Bennington. So unless you're planning on 
completely revamping the D, which I do think they should do anyway. Um, I think you have to move on from Biddington and let Huso be that guy until he's completely worn down and you have to get in some other guy who can come in and make miraculous saves over and over. I'll agree to a point, right? I, I think that I, I don't think that at this point Bennington's beyond redemption, right? I, I you know I will say that you know I, I don't expect you know this this team to go on the same crazy run they did in 2019. They'll have a little bit of you know with any luck we'll you know get out of the first round. I don't I don't see us going deep in the playoffs, um, just based on our defensive play, right? They they made a huge defensive structural change this year. And it's Bennington hasn't figured out how to play in that system. Give them an off season of, of doing that. And then maybe if you can address the Scandella situation and, and, you know, unload that contract and bring in somebody who's more effective, maybe, maybe Mikola, you know, in his, you know, second full year is going to be a little more effective like he was in the early part of the season. Things will get a little bit better. I just, I, I think that, the system and Bennington don't agree. And Brandy Capone brought up in, in the chat, in the YouTube chat, you know, that she thinks that, you know, and, and I've heard a lot of this, that it it's the team doesn't play the same in front of Bennington. I don't think Bennington plays the same behind this team. I think yeah, he I hasn't made the, I, I don't think he's made the adjustment to the team, you know, trying to block less shots. Um, and you know, he, he's Huso, I think is, is turning out to be the more athletic guy. Um, if Bennington, if Bennington's gone, right. You know, I, I think it's, it's still a good narrative in terms of the goalie history with the blues, right. You had the, uns, the guy you never expected to come up and won it in 2019, but the guy that was ahead of him on the depth charts comes back and surpasses him. I think that's a pretty good story still too. Right. And, mm. and so if if next season and, and I've seen a few people say this, if next season our tandem is Billy Huso and Charlie Lindgren, I'm good with it. I but if it's Billy Huso and Jordan Bennington, I'm still good with it. I'm here's here's why I'm on Bennington. I uh, Huso, I'm totally going to wait to as far as what I want the tandem to be. Untouched playoffs. I want to see how Huso plays down the stretch. I want to see how Huso plays in the playoffs, and then I'm going to uh, formulate my opinion on what I hope the team does uh, with our goaltending. Uh, if 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 Huso plays great, um, regardless of what the team does, if Huso plays great, uh, then it's you know I'm probably okay. It's Huso's the guy, and move Bennington maybe. Okay, or depending on Tarasenko's contract, whether you're with him, if he leaves and you got money there, when you try and replace him, is there money left over? Could you have room for both goalies? I think there's a lot of moving parts. Uh, I think uh, it's going to be tough to move Bennington uh, with his contract he has left, um, to be honest, uh, especially if he's not well, playing. And the contract doesn't really kick in until next year. Yeah. So, I just, <laughs> so it's, it's, uh, it's one of those things where, you know, you – You'll have to give up draft picks to somebody for mm-hmm. if you want to right. move him, and here right. we go again, it's, right? With a with a with a contract yeah. that ends up maybe not being so great, uh, which going to cost us. At the time he signed it, it was like, okay, well, this is 
you know, comparatively speaking, it's a pretty good contract compared to what other goalies have signed for. But he's 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 regressed this season for whatever reason. If it's because of uh, you know he hasn't adjusted the defense, or if he's just you know coming back to down to earth from what he was prior to nineteen, who knows? Um, but uh, right now, I'm like everybody. I'm much more comfortable with Huso, uh, and mm-hmm. I, I agree with what you, what you said, Bill. He's much more athletic. That's apparent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he's he's much post to post. He's better um splits wise you know he's more jonathan quick like uh, as far mm-hmm. as like getting the getting the splits and the, and cover more down low i think bennington right. has I, always been slow post to post and not quite as limber as other goalies yeah he's he's definitely uh, I, I would say he's he's technically more sound as well right Benning, bennington had like he was just he was plugged in he was in a zone for an extended period of time uh, and and the team, you know, I think that team in 19 knew how to play in front of him and he knew how to play behind him. And that's that's not the case anymore. It's so, so. interesting, too, because uh, when when Bennington came up, it was the opposite. It was it was the team played better in front of Bennington. Uh, mm-hmm. They had more faith in Bennington, which, you know, coming off Jake Allen, you know, you never knew what you're going to get Chad with Johnson. him. And Chad Johnson. You never knew what you're going <laughs> to get with either of those guys. Um, right. And, and there was a, I mean, Bennington came up and he played well. And there was some stability there, and it was it was it was confidence. And I, we talked about it at, to death about how how your mindset uh, is so different playing in front of a capable goalie as opposed to playing in front of a goalie you don't have faith in. It, right. you, you play you play so much better, more confident as a player when you've got that mm-hmm. behind you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as some of Bell's old teammates. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Brandy said Brandy um, says she agrees no, with Bill I, and she thinks there's a psychological part playing into the team, playing in front of Benner, and Benner not playing the best in front of the team of uh in, in front of him. So yeah. and, on the same and, page. And there's, frog protection. Right. Frog protection. Yeah. So you know, I, I think the other thing, right, from just from a uh a strategic standpoint, um going into the playoffs this year, like you know, the blues aren't going to be a cup favorite going into it. Like, you know, we're going to make the playoffs. We're, you know, we, we, I forget what the odds are to get out of round one. It's not very good to get deep. So this is the year that you will want to expose Huso to the playoffs, right? He is, he is the number one guy right now. You don't want to get there and be like, Oh, you know what? Um, Bennington did really well three years ago. So he's going to be our guy this playoff. You, this is the year you you will start Huso unless he's injured. You have got to get Huso playoff experience, and and so give him more, you know, especially while while we're still trying to get good position. And you keep playing him. You don't wear him out. I I, I will agree with that. I, I think you you do have to start Bennington, but in the games right now where we're trying to catch Minnesota for that spot, you're right, Huso as much as possible. Were we all saying weeks ago? Uh, that we wanted or we hoped that the Blues would sign Huso. We thought they should mm-hmm. try to sign Huso in the offseason. Uh, and mm-hmm. Rutherford came on the show, and Jeff, when you interviewed him, uh, that he said that don't be surprised. He wouldn't be surprised if Armstrong's plan is to sign Huso in the offseason. Um, it's, yeah, I, I, I think it's interesting to me how many fans think that Huso is all but gone. I don't. I don't think so. I think. How do you go down the stretch with Huso as your number one and start him in the playoffs and then let him go? 
how do you do that? You, I, I don't, you got to do something else. You can't, you don't just let him walk. I, I you can't, I, 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 I don't agree. know what you would do. Otherwise, if you let him walk and you go back to Bennington, who, I, I don't know. I, I mean, there's a, you, there's a, you have to hope that if, if it reaches an impasse by let's say draft day, that the blues can still get something for who in terms of, a. uh, uh, a trade for his rights, you know, like, oh, this will give you a couple days to try and sign him. But yeah, I, I think even that isn't going to happen. I think by draft day, we will see who's so locked up blues for, again, maybe it's only one year, maybe it's only two years, but I could see them saying, we need yeah. this guy right now. Like we, uh, yeah, Bennington, like we still think that you can put it together and come back and, and play great, but Huso was our guy last year. We we're not just gonna abandon that. This is not a this is not a Belfort Turek situation where they let Turek walk, you know, <laughs> and because they have Belfort right blocking the way. Uh, Wait, so and, not... <laughs> and in that situation, the Blues were the suckers, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, um, and then uh, Jason, Jason Miller adds, "Oh, yeah, that's where I was going." Is it all to. reasonable? Says, yeah. Yeah. Is it all reasonable yeah. to expect a team to take that contract? I don't see Army eating any of that deal. He doesn't do that. No, I won't. hate to make this comparison because I don't think it's fair. Um, but in terms of the contract, uh, Matt Murray comes to mind. So mm-hmm. I hate when people say, oh, Bennington's the next Matt Murray, wins a cup and, and turns to shit. We haven't had enough of a sample size of Bennington, quote unquote, turning to shit to make that comparison. But in terms of a contract, so Murray signed a pretty good deal with, with Pittsburgh. Ottawa was happy to take that deal and say, yeah, we'll give this guy a shot. Maybe he comes back to form. I could see another team doing that with Bennington. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's completely yeah. possible, but I think if you go to an Edmonton, you go to right. a team that's really looking for goaltending, <laughs> and you say, hey, <laughs> but we right. got a cup How... winner here. We're looking to move. They've already said they wanted Huso. <laughs> Yeah, they, but you're telling me they completely pass on Bennington, given what right. they have the, in goal right now. That's a great. That's a no, great the the Oilers and and I, you know, say so. And I want to I want to point this out. Um, I I don't think we have a ton of Leafs fans that ever listen to our show, but the Leafs are preparing for the playoffs. Um, given up a they were up five to one and lost seven to six tonight yeah, so wow, they're no. in playoff form um <laughs> say they flame out <laughs> say they uh, flame they're, out they're they're getting know. there <laughs> right that's awesome right they flame out first round and bennington you know in it's it's on the goalie again you know bennington can still be an option there um although the other thing i saw coming out of leafs nation tonight was who else can you have on this team when you're paying Austin Math to seventeen million dollars a year? Because I mean, he's 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 gonna command that kind of money in that market. They just got to remember it's a cap team, and hopefully he'll buy into that. You know, I've said but, this. Bef- yeah. I've said this before with with Toronto. I don't hate Toronto. I don't hate the Maple Leafs, but I do root for them to lose in the playoffs as early as possible, just because it's so fucking funny. (laughs) (laughs) Because some, some men like to watch the world burn. Yes, I do. I love to see Toronto fans heads explode again, year after year. Um, And I, and it's kind of a dickish move by me because 
Blues fans were in that boat. You know, we had great, great teams for a number, number of seasons, never went anywhere, always fizzled in the playoffs way too early. And it was just like, I'm sure some fans were laughing at us and, ah, that's funny. It's the same thing year in, year in, year out. But, uh, yeah, no, it was, and I, I, I'm just waiting to see who they play in the playoffs and I'm waiting to see it go seven games in the first round and just, and just to see everybody freak out. Uh, here we go again. Yeah, um, we had a pretty fun time at their game seven and round one last year, didn't we, boys? Oh, that was, yeah. That was great. Oh, that was so one great. of the most funs I've had. It's one of the most fun nights I've had since the since the pandemic started. That was a great yep. time. Uh, so uh, so uh, Wednesday night against Seattle, who starts? Whoso. It's gotta, whoso it's gotta starts. Be whoso. I think so yeah, too. Who so? Who so yeah. on Wednesday? Who so on against Minnesota on Friday? And then I think Bennington on on Bennington uh, Saturday. Anders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Bennington will yeah. see the back to backs. I think that's pretty much all we'll see uh, out of him. Yeah. Although, like I said, from a strategic standpoint, I would not be uh, averse if they drop a point, uh, especially against Minnesota, um, to go back to who so and, and let him go. He didn't look terrible. Um, he didn't look fatigued after playing, you know, two, two periods in Edmonton and then coming back the next night. Um, you don't want to do that long-term. So hopefully we get four points out of the next two games and can go to Bennington with a little more ease. Right. Uh, so uh, who do you want to face in the playoffs? So we got 13 games remaining currently in third place in the division, three points by Minnesota, the same amount of games played. Uh, I'll update this because I wrote this before Minnesota's game tonight. So uh, six points ahead of the Western Conference uh, one wildcard team, which is Nashville, and Nashville has a game in hand. They oh they, no they don't no longer they won tonight. So nope, we're so they're they're four, four points, points ahead. ahead of Nashville, right? Of Nashville with the yeah. same amount of games played. Yep. So uh, in Nashville's a possibility if they can get hot. Minnesota cools off. That was a big game for Nashville tonight. If if they have any hopes whatsoever. Of catching Nashville, uh, catching Minnesota, yeah. uh, us too. I, I mean, ideally, ideally, Blues finish second, Predators finish third, oh. Minnesota Flames out. That's yeah. And I, face, I think face that is Calgary. one of the more mm-hmm. that is one of the more unlikely scenarios. Mm-hmm. Right. But I would, I would love that in terms of holy shit, boys. Let's try to go to a playoff game in Nashville. Oh, That'd be a lot. <laughs> I that and that is ideal. Uh, you play Nashville in the first round, highly unlikely, but that obviously yeah that's ideal yeah that we've we've totally owned uc soros this year so give yeah, me that have. matchup versus talbot or flurry um, plus you gotta I, figure I think, when you're if you're if you're doing that you're pushing minnesota to the pacific division so there's a good chance you're never gonna have to see them in the playoffs because yeah. they're a good team too yeah yeah, I, I definitely, you know, I expect that we're going to play Minnesota, and I think it would go mm-hmm. at least six games. Um, yeah. But I, I think I, I I don't like the way that uh, we match up against their their offense is so potent and our defense is so shit. Uh, it would be an outscore fest is yeah. what that would yeah. be. Minnesota Who scores the most goals. Minnesota lost tonight for the first time in 10 games. Uh, the Blues are one and zero versus Minnesota this season. They have two games left against them. We talked about that already in the show. First, the next one being on Friday, uh, and I think these two games against Minnesota will determine whether or not you know we're gonna where we'll whether it be second or or uh, or third or whether they're gonna you know, hang on and uh, Nashville passes them. Whatever those two games are huge. Um, the Blues have owned Flurry this season. 
the granted for he played for, you know, Chicago, a terrible team. Uh, but uh, his 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 record was terrible against the Blues. So we were, we beat him three times. But since he's been, and this is before tonight because he was in goal tonight for the six goals against. Um, so uh, before tonight, Flurry with Minnesota was three zero and zero with a one point three four GAA and a nine five eight save percentage. So he was playing well uh, up until tonight. But uh, and he's splitting time with Cam Talbot, and we talked about that. Who starts Talbot or Flurry in the playoffs? For them, I, that that's, that's uh, in in as we were talking, I I that's the one team that I think you can tandem, right? It, you, mm-hmm. There there doesn't have to be a clear number one, but I mean, and and Talbot has done so damn well. Um, you, I think you give him the first game, and uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if yeah, he's, Flurry didn't he's steal been, it away from him. He's with been your guy all play. year. You know that's that's how that's how that team is is looking now. I'm sure is it's okay. He's been our guy all year. We got to go to him. The team believes in him. The team trusts in him. But at the same time, you know, management saying, "Well, went out and got this other guy who's pretty damn good and has won a couple cups." Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I think I, think I uh, on a short on a short leash. If I think starts. you go Talbot. I I agree with Bill. I think you go Talbot game one. If things don't go well, pretty much a loss at any point. You you go okay. Let's let's just well, turn the other guy and see what he can do. Flurry getting a loss tonight uh, against Nashville doesn't help his case. No, definitely not. Uh, so in <sighs> terms of who who do you guys act like? And I'll answer my own question first. Who are you wanting to see? Obviously, we all agree Nashville would be nice for many reasons, not just who do you want to beat or who can you beat. We think that would be a fun series. But I'm all for taking on Minnesota too. Um, I don't want to go to the East or to the um, Pacific Division bracket as a as a Western Conference or I'm sorry, a wild card. Um, I'd like to see the Blues stay in the Central playoffs, and I think they would stand a good chance against Minnesota. And for, again, like the Nashville series, I think that'd be a fun series to watch. Um, you hope the Blues defensively could pick it up a little better, and and you hope Huso's going to come up with the big saves. There's going to be a lot of offense in that series, and I think that could be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I like I said, I, I expect it's going to be Minnesota. I prefer Nashville by far. Um, the other thing, the thing I was just looking at is, so right now it would be Dallas versus Colorado, and that could be a bit of a trap. Remember what Colorado it, did against Dallas in the playoffs when Dallas went to the final in the bubble, right? Mm-hmm. That Dallas had a way of playing Dallas, against them that shut them down. Yeah, and Dallas has a the way they play is like they wear you down throughout a game. I in a series, I don't want to play them. Yeah. I'm I'm with you guys. I would love to see Nashville in the first round. Don't think that's going to happen. Uh, perfectly fine with playing Minnesota. I don't want Calgary. Some people are wanting to play Calgary. They want the Blues to pl- go mm-hmm. to the West and play in the Pacific. Uh, in the first round, get the, that first wild card and play Calgary. I don't want that. I don't know what they're. I don't think they've watched Calgary play this season. Um, I think Calgary's it's because good. people are looking at it. The Blues have have against outside of that seven nothing loss. Blues have played pretty well against Calgary, but still, again, playoffs still, are such a different animal. I mean, if you look at a lot of power rankings too, I mean, they got Calgary over Colorado mm-hmm. in some of these power right. rankings. So it's like, I, I, 
I do not want to go up against that top line. I, no. That their top line can destroy any team in this league. And I think I think if the the Western Conference final comes down to Calgary versus Colorado, I would give it to Calgary. Yeah, I um Minnesota and then you take your chances with whoever's around too. You know, hopefully it's not Colorado. Yep. But, well, and I'll uh, be honest too, like I don't I don't want to go to the Pacific playoffs either and say, okay, let's say the Blues do beat Calgary, then you're probably facing Edmonton in round two. And I'm not saying Edmonton's a tough opponent, but Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, again, with a bad defense, like a, a, a subpar defense like the Blues have, they could go on a tear in a series. So mm-hmm. I don't really want to see that either. I I think, uh, you know, my feelings about playing Minnesota, we played them once this year. So as far as how we, we beat them, like six to four, I think it was, wasn't it? And but I th- uh, whatever the score was, I I, I I I I'm very. I mean, I want to play Minnesota as as opposed to Calgary, obviously, but uh, I think my my reassurances of wanting to play Minnesota will be better defined after we play them in these next two weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, because. Then we'll, we'll get a better idea. Oh, if we look right. good against them against on Friday and again next week and match up well, you know, and, and right. play well, I think, okay, yeah, I'm much more on board with playing against Minnesota uh, right. as opposed to. We haven't, we haven't seen them since the Winter Classic, have we? Yeah, that's it. That's true. That's yeah. it. Yeah, wow. So it's, it's, it's going to be telling, right? Those mm-hmm. two huge games a week apart, mm-hmm. and that's – I love this time of year. Yeah, every, oh, everything's magnified. Best. Everything's blown up important. And yeah, I, I and right now it's Minnesota for me. That's who I want uh, of the of the likely teams we play. I guess with Calgary or Minnesota. Um, but yeah, I think that could change though after how we play against Minnesota these next two times. So we'll see. Yeah, if they if they uh, in those two games lose ten nothing, uh, I think we're saying. Oh, yeah, Let's go down maybe, to the Pacific yeah, Division playoffs. Maybe, maybe, yeah. I'll tell you what, looking at that, look, getting into that bracket and, you know, if we go that route, we'd have to play Calgary. We beat Calgary. Then we would have to beat either Edmonton or Los Angeles. I never want to play Los Angeles in a playoff series ever. Yeah, no, tired of it. That was, done that, right? that was a long time ago, and it's a different team now. But, yeah, I'm with you. Too many bad memories. But, yeah. They're yeah. I mean, they still they still Jonathan Quick, and he he's got I think one more dagger for us. Don't do it, Jeff. Uh, Jason wow. Miller, you gotta straighten this guy out. He says I don't want to see the Blues free fall like that, but I think the Blues would do very well in the Pacific against Calgary. Mm-hmm. Why do I have to straighten him? You mean I have to actually talk to him? I don't, don't want to do that. I don't know. I I don't, I don't, I don't like want... that guy. He announced <laughs> he's earlier a that he's goalie. I don't want to deal right. with him. Yeah, Calgary out there, you got LA out him. there. Um, I don't, I don't mind the Edmonton matchup myself uh, as much. I, um, yeah, a uh, high octane top line in Edmonton will, you know, again scares you against a, a defense that has been, you know, uh, struggling this season. But still, I Edmonton's got to prove to me they can do something when the games matter. I, they have not shown anything so. It's kind of like Colorado in a way. I mean, they haven't done jack squat in the playoffs the the, the past so many years when they've been, uh, you know, cup favorites. So until they can get it done and get over the hump of the playoffs, I'm not 
I'm not buying them as a playoff team either. We we've seen this road with the Blues. They they the Blues are going down this road with you know the Stanley Cup uh, favorites, a President's Trophy winning team, um, up in the you know top three, four, five in the league, whatever, and they they fizzle out in the first or second round. So um, get it done. Prove prove to people that you can get it done before you go handing them the the keys to the Stanley Cup. Yep, I agree. That's how I feel about Colorado. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I mean, don't yeah. get me wrong. They're a scary ass team, but <laughs> they've been a yeah. scary ass team before, and they haven't done squat so in the playoffs. Yep. And every year we hear they got better, and yeah. and yes, it's true. But every year we've seen oh. the same result. And as good as they looked against us last season, that first round they were phenomenal, and then they lose in round two. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't know. Just the, my last thought on the the current standings. I want Vegas on the outside looking in when this whole oh, thing's yeah. and done. Me too. Oh, although yeah. wouldn't you like to that, see Vegas play Colorado in the first round? Wouldn't that be kind of fun? No, I would no. love to see <laughs> them beat the shit of out of each other. I'd love yeah. to see them beat the shit out of each other, and one team limps into the second round. But at the same time, I think I'm with Bill. Talking about well, Kurt talking about with Toronto, the world burning. That's what you want to see. Oh, I, I want love, to see that with Vegas. I love watching oh, burn. God, them not making the playoffs after everything they did this year to try and and uh, circumvent the cap. Oh, fucking a! Let's see it. And Petrangelo being the final piece of the puzzle there. <laughs> yep, final piece to not make the playoffs. Yeah, and who's having a down year for him at thirty three? Yep. So, yeesh. God. <clears throat> <laughs> I just sorry. I just looked at the at the East and holy shit, Boston and Washington are the wild card teams. Oof, I know. Shit. No, thank uh, you. <laughs> yeah. No. Tampa's, thank you. Tampa's third. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Good luck coming out of there. Mm. Yeah. Oof. Uh, Matt. Matt. Uh, Emlope. Excuse me. Matt Emlope. Twelve. So in the YouTube chat, uh, if we're going to do anything in the playoffs, we're going to have to face Colorado or Calgary eventually. So matchups don't mean that much to me, but I want home advantage. I think matchups mean something to me early on just because upsets happen. And if you, if a, if a Colorado or a Calgary gets dumped in the first round, then you don't have to play mm-hmm. them in the second round. So, I mean, you always, there's always that hope that, that that tough team that you might have to face gets bounced early. So, I mean, that's, I remember, that's the only thing. And, and this is this is obviously a base, baseball guy talking, but I remember in 2000 watching a Cardinals broadcast and hearing Al Roboski right as the playoffs were starting for the Blues, him saying something like, yeah, a lot of pressure on the Cardinals this year because, you know, the Rams just won the Super Bowl. The Blues are going to win the Stanley Cup. <sighs> so, you know, what are the Cardinals going to do? Guess what? Blues lost in the first round that year to San Jose. Everybody had them picked to win the cup that year. So anything can happen. And again, that's why we always say every hockey person says, just you make the playoffs. Play the you never know what could happen. Yeah. And I think that's what we're seeing here is, I mean, yes, Colorado is odds on favorite against whoever they play in the first round. And they should but be. But there is that small chance then maybe they don't make it out of the first round. Tampa Bay got swept by the Blue Jackets. 
Right. Yeah. Uh, the year that four or five years ago, whatever it was. They broke right. the regular the... season record that year. <laughs> right. And and that was that was like, you know, that when when that happened, it was like strange things are happening this year. Maybe it's our year. And it was. Yep. So yep. Let, let's let's keep hoped up for that. Carolina gets yep. swept. The, in the Stanley Cup playoffs are so <laughs> unpredictable and goofy and fantastic and amazing. You just, I mean, that's why, I mean, that's it, why I, I never really quite understood the mindset of some fans that if you're not a bubble team, but like there were some people that were rooting for the Blues to miss the playoffs or, or tank and miss it the this year when, you know, and I'm like, no, I, I, I don't, I don't, sellers. I don't, yeah, it should have been sellers at the deadline. I don't get that whatsoever. I mean, it, you get in and you have a blast and then you worry right. about the off season after that, after everything's done. I don't, you, to participate in the Stanley Cup playoffs is, uh, you know, you, you only live once. You're on this earth for how many, yep. you know, times around the sun uh, and how many Stanley Cup playoffs you're going to see. Uh, I want to see as many as I can. And uh, I know people say, well, you want to make sure you have better teams in the future. Nah, it's, nothing's in stone there either. So you, you, yep. you take your chances. And, waging. and I remember people talking in the 19 playoffs, like, you know, they were playing Dallas, you know, game five or whatever. And some of the conversation on social media was, what are we going to do with Bennington's contract being up? And it's, why are you fucking thinking about that yeah, right now? It's the just, Blues yeah. are, are making a cup run. Like, think about that. Don't think about what's going to happen this summer. Why People would you great. do that to yourself? They do that all the time. They they think like 15 steps ahead when Armstrong doesn't do that. He's not, he's not thinking. I mean, Armstrong. There's so I guarantee many... you in the playoffs of 19, Armstrong was sitting there going, I'm going to worry about that shit later. This has been great the, to watch. There's so many things that can happen between now and whenever some of these these comments are talking about. It's just, I mean, there's so many games. There's uh, there's injuries. There's uh, uh, free agent signing. There's, there's streaks. There's players who decide they want to leave. There's, there's whatever. It, there's all kinds of things can happen. Uh, between now and when you want to sign a player, I don't like people like there was a, okay, there was a question in the YouTube chat and this is not a knock on the question, but it's an example of looking, I think a little too far ahead. They were asking, what are you going to do with Thomas and Cairo? Uh, and I'm like, oh, what yeah. you, and I'm looking, what do you mean? Oh, they're, well, the contracts up in two years. So they, the next, after next season, their contracts are up. I'm like, well, that's a scary thought, but that's a long ways away. A lot can happen between now and then with, with the, salary cap with how they're playing with injuries it. ryan o'reilly's contracts up in that time yeah so you know and but yeah it's but you know you don't right now we're looking at it saying yeah. god i hope that ryan o'reilly doesn't leave this team maybe in that mm. time in two years we're saying holy shit don't resign ryan o'reilly he has regressed you don't right. know what's gonna happen look what jake neighbors and alexander bolduc did <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Jake Neighbors is a hundred point scorer in his rookie season. There, there's, you know, the, the league is so fickle. We've talked about this before. So fickle, so up and down, so streaky. If you, if you make major moves in preparation for a move we're assigning two years from now, I, I don't, I mean, or, or even like next off season or whatever it is. Um, I, I don't, I mean, that's, you can screw yourself up. I mean, I, I don't understand. Uh, I, th I think it's more of a wait and see with a lot of this stuff because uh, uh, with how goaltending is, goaltending is for one year can be, one guy can be great. Uh, look at uh, 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 Bobrovsky. 
I talked about him before. He, he'll have one Vesna season, then a mediocre season, then a Vesna season, then a mediocre season. He's up and down. Uh, hey, Burdick's maybe out on Bennington with that, too. Maybe he's an every other season goalie. You never know. Uh, yeah. Goaltending, that's not uncommon for a goalie. To, I mean, you can look at a lot of good goalies that have been like like hit or miss and not amazing every year and head down seasons. It's just the way it is, I think. And a lot of, a lot of, and a lot of fans tend to give up on goalies too soon. Whatever. But uh, I think in this case, you 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 may have to make a decision in the offseason for, you know, if you want to keep Huso around and if there's a taker for Bennington, then what do you do? So, that's, like I said, fascinating offseason. So we'll see what they can do. I don't see any other comments in the chat. That Yeah, some people saying no, no, avoid Calgary. They're good. Uh, yeah, Matt Harris, a Leafs loss in the playoffs is the purest form of comedy. <laughs> All right, and those guys, we can wrap it up. I'll just, uh, one quick thing. Um, I don't want to have another 20-minute conversation, but the Jay Beagle, Coyote situation, do you guys have any oh. thoughts on what happened there? Oh, uh, with the... <sighs> Go ahead, Bill. It's, yeah, it just this... This whole, I I am on the side that says we don't need that shit in the game anymore, right? You don't beat up a player because he made a good play, right? That that's, and I saw you know Ryan Whitney did a thing today about how you'll never not need enforcers in the NHL. If you if it, I didn't see it because I don't listen to him, but if the argument is it all you need enforcers to keep that out of the game that's bullshit that is what fans want to see trevor zegris is you know he has had the balls to come in and make plays and i've there's this this neanderthal mindset that i don't agree with um and i saw somebody somebody else when they were retweeting some the the whitney thing saying if you talk to anybody who plays the game, they will agree with people like Ryan Whitney that this, that the, you know, the, the game needs these kinds of guys to keep things in order. Fucking Troy Terry's face got torn up for no good reason. Just stupid. If you got embarrassed, maybe you need to be better. That's the side I'm on. 100%. I agree with you. I'm a forward though. <laughs> <laughs> so the only the only thing that I will refute that with, and I and, and I will say, Bill, I 100% agree that this game is it's skill. That's we love skill. Let's see more skill. Let's see that kind of shit. Only thing, only caveat with that was Troy Terry did come up to to Beagle and gave him the shove, like leave my guy alone, and then Beagle beat his ass. I kind of felt like Troy Terry should have been a little bit more prepared. Like, you're going to come up to a guy and you're going to fucking challenge him. He's going to come right back at you. You have to be more ready. You have to be prepared to at least defend yourself and put your arms up and stop him from kicking your ass. And I feel like maybe Troy Terry was doing that, hoping to get a penalty, whatever. I don't know. But I did feel like he was a little bit too much of a victim in that situation. He could have done a little bit better to, to, to be prepared for a guy coming at him. But other than that, yes, I mean, I agree hundred percent. Jay, Jay Beagle. Come on, man. Like 
that's what that's what they do in this game now, especially Trevor Zegers. We've seen him do it multiple times. By the way, on that goal, how beautiful was it to see Sonny Milano be like, right, like, right. Let, me, let me just get let out, me get out, out your way. <laughs> I thought that was awesome because he you, knew exactly what he was doing. Did you hear the Coyotes broadcast? Uh, oh yeah, the, Tyson yeah. Nash. Yeah, right. they were they were totally, cheering it on. Totally were, disgusting. Yeah, yeah, they were. Uh, applauding Jay Beagle for cross-checking uh, Zegers and beating Troy Terry. I, I, it just, uh, it's, a, it's a joke. I, I mean. I, right. And, and, and I will agree. Like, if, if you're going to go up and challenge a guy, you're going to challenge a guy. Right? If, yeah. If you're, Be ready if you're for going, anything. Right. If you're going in there to defend your guy, you you don't just get one punch knocked out. Right? That, that should not happen. Yeah. yeah he, he should have been more ready, like, all right, buddy, you want to come after my guy? Not saying he needs to drop him, just saying, all right, well, I'm going to come in. I'm going to knock your ass down, you know, just kind of jumping in and being like, hey, don't do that. You know, that's that's not how it works. <laughs> you know, that's, it's like Jay, Jay Beatles and be like, you're right. I'm sorry. Let me back off. You know, like there was a little bit, I think, on Troy Terry's side, not to blame the victim, but just kind of be like, be a little more prepared because he's going to come at you with fire. He just went after your teammate. He's going to come at you too. <clears throat> Light sound geometry in the YouTube chat makes a good point. Uh, Tyson Nash was a turtler and yeah, he here was. he is advocating. We know that better than anybody, you know, <laughs> right. seeing him come up, right? He, yeah, that he was... knew how to talk shit and take a punch and go down. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that was it, that was it, the conversation it, in my in my locker room the other night was somebody said Tyson Nash of all people to say that and I go I go yeah you know he was like I'm going to beat your ass but hey wait read low take care of this for me right <laughs> and I didn't get to hear it last night uh, when I was driving I I was listening to the the game on my way home on the radio and Kerber was starting to get into it when Barbashev scored and I didn't think I was going to agree with Kerber at his point. And he never got to it, at least while uh. I was listening. But I think he's his uh, overexposure to Kelly Chase over the last 12 years. Uh, I, I pretty much knew where he was going to go with it, and I, I wasn't going to agree. So what was the what was the punch from behind? Uh, who was that on? Uh, um, the, Steve Moore. Oh no 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 no! I mean just this season. Uh, it was a, it was oh, a it Taylor was a, Hall and um, yes, yes, yeah, Taylor Hall. Uh, I don't remember and, who was on. And Chase yeah. and Chase commented. I mean, there was a serious injury to that, mm -hmm. right? But uh, and Chase commented right after, and he was like, he 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 touched him on the face with his fingers, you know, and uh, he didn't understand the outrage about it. And I'm like, you know, I, I mean, loved Kelly Chase as a player. He was such a fun guy to watch play. But someone needs to take his Twitter away. He's <laughs> he is embarrassing himself on Twitter left and right. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, he's definitely in the get off my lawn camp. <sighs> yeah. Anything else, guys? That'll do it. That'll do it. That'll I'm do done. Uh, like I said, anybody still uh, still listening who hasn't who maybe missed the start of the show? If you're not doing anything Friday. Come join us. Uh, apparently, we're doing a little Let's Go Blues Radio get-together over at Four Hands Brewery right off 44 downtown. Uh, we're going to be there before the game, and then the three of us are going to hang out during the game. 
and watch it there. So, uh, yeah, Four Hands Brewery downtown, 5 o'clock-ish until yeah. the end of the game. Yeah. So come out and see us. Say hi. One of us will buy you a beer, I'm sure. Mm. Tell and right. I'll, tell them let's go blues radio sent you right. <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll, Don't I'll think have that works there. Yeah, you know, I'll have some stickers. I'll have some stickers too. So we'll bring some stickers in. Oh, that's we'll, a good idea. We'll get some stickers out if anybody wants some. Yeah, it's a good idea. Uh, support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by ID Life, the world's truly only personalized vitamin platform based, based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockinthatidealife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidealife.com and get 10% off by emailing Dustin, rockinthatidealife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And by Center Ice Brewery, St. Louis's tasty hockey themed beer. Check out your local beer vendors for availability at Center Ice Brewery Beer. Please drink responsibly. That'll wrap up uh, this episode of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. Had a lot of action tonight. Thank you very much. It was a lot of fun. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For Jeff Ponder and Day, I'm Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone, suck it, Minnesota. Let's go Blues. Let's go Blues. Let's go Blues. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues. Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friend.